Is there anything you guys want to talk about? I don't think there's been any big news, like meltdowns backstage, a post-media scrum to end all post-media scrum, suspensions, titles vacated. They had a the first ever show in the UK for the WWE in about 30 years, an all-time classic with Gunther and Sheamus. Drew McIntyre fails in his home country. All of that we have to talk about here on True Hill Heat 192. So let's get. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Feed, SB Blue. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube and Twitter for our flagship podcast, True Hill Heat 192, Low Down Dirty Scrum. Discussing the latest <laughs> wrestling news, including CM Punk's AEW All Out Media Scrum rant and backstage brawl with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks that has resulted in suspensions as well as titles being vacated. Recap of one of the big, busiest weeks in wrestling this year with AEW All Out 2022, WWE Clash at the Castle, AEW Dynamite Rampage, WWE SmackDown Raw. NXT 2.0, NXT Worlds Collide, GCW Art of War Games, and Impact on Access TV. And each of the hosts will give their match of the week, plus much, much more. I am here with the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love. How are you? Good I am good. Well, thank you. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Professor Chris. How's everyone out there? Hello, chat. What a fucking week, guys. Good thing this edible is still in my system from yesterday. I'm really nice and calm today. Great job, guys. Great job this week for all the wrestlers. You fucking did it. Wonderful. It's not like we're going to talk about anything that could be I'm just saying, or... Exactly. <laughs> and yes, we have a special guest here with us. One of our favorites from Post Wrestling's NWA podcast. He was with us for our five-year anniversary just a couple of weeks back. And he is back with us to talk about this crazy week in wrestling. He is the professor, Chris. Uh-oh. Nope. He's, he, is he muted, muted. again? <laughs> Man, no, they, they, Tony Khan's trying to make an example out of you. He's like, "This is what we're gonna do the next time." CM Punk start getting outrageous at the, at the media scrum. <laughs> <laughs> like, cut his mic, cut his mic. Right. I think it's from the street. Yeah, there, right. you, there you go. There we go. All right, my microphone's been cutting up all morning, so. Um, no worries. Yeah, this has been uh, just the most ridiculous uh, week. I had to, um, for my article this month with WrestleNomics, I had to dig into my uh, PhD <laughs> back because um, I got a lot of thoughts on everything regarding punk. So I, I, and I asked to be here too this month. So oh, I, this is I wonderful. Okay, great. I, I appreciate it, Sid, because this is nuts, man. This is just. This makes it um, even better. Yeah, this is this is nuts, but I think a lot of these issues were predictable, so we'll get into it. Yes, we would definitely get into all of that, and we want to hear from all of you. What did you think about the week in wrestling? Let us know if you're with us live. We appreciate you. Let us know in the live chat all your thoughts. If you have a thought that you want to 
have uh, highlighted on screen and read by all of us and hear our thoughts on it. Your super chat donations is the best way to do that. It helps out the channel so, so much and our contributors and helps us to do this flagship podcast every single week and show your appreciation just like we appreciate you by dropping the thumbs up on this video. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family on all your favorite social media platforms. If you are new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here and we want to shout out all of our contributors our supporters on social media as well as the true hill heat youtube channel and patreon with our roll call our top three conversation starters on the true hills uh facebook group page you got reno red stewie palmer and coming in at number one as per usual the negro buck nick jackson patreon backers we also got nick jackson over there vala b alan weinstein Alex McCarthy, Professor Chris, who is here with us, Austin K, Slam and Sammy Joe, you, my boy Blue, Yachty, Robert, Steve, Antoine, Fifth Generation Carney, Beep Boop, DJ Eric, Ladarius Brown, John, aka Russell Scopes, Dan Snide, Kobe, Toy Morgan, John Paul, and Blue Eyes. Want to highlight a couple of the comments that we got with us already. Got a good morning, everyone, from Ace. We also got Noob saying good morning, everyone. Welcome. Good morning to all of you. It's Saturday morning. Good morning, you know yes. <laughs> uh, the Negro Bug says, glad I have True Hill Heat for entertainment this morning, especially since I finished all of Cobra Kai Season 5 last night. I was close. I was close, <laughs> Negro Bug. I'm, I'm probably a little bit tired this morning because I was up very late watching a lot of Cobra Kai. I, got, I made it like halfway through. <laughs> I keep hearing good things about that seat, that show. Oh, you should watch it. It's, okay. the, it's, one, of, it's one of my favorites. One of okay. my absolute favorites. Uh, no we got <laughs> Frantic World who says, what's up, True Hill, He, Chris, and Chad. We got Alan Weinstein here with us saying, morning, y'all. SP3, Miss Chrissy, and Professor Chris. Hope all is well. Good morning. Uh, we got Typhu with an interesting question, which we'll discuss. Is CM Punk getting suspended, or is he already suspended? Spoiler alert. Uh, Romeo saying AEW in the mud. He's, yeah. he's celebrating. He's he's laughing on the grave. He's dancing on the grave. Is he's he really? <laughs> wow. I didn't know that, Romeo. He, he, he's doing all of that. Hassan saying morning, guys. Uh, we got Vala B here with us. Nick Jackson, thank you guys for joining us. And don't worry, baby. We, we give you at least one week here on True Hill Heat before we start spoiling movies and TV shows. So next week for your, for your <laughs> spoilers. Uh, but let's get into our top news story, Professor Chris. Ms. Which Chris one? Love. It's CM Punk time. It's time to talk about the CM Punk AEW All rant. Out Media Scrum rant that leads to a huge backstage brawl with the elite suspensions and a legal investigation. After what? defeating John Moxley to win the AEW world title for the second time at All Out on Sunday night, CM Punk spoke to the media during the post-media scrum and addressed all of the backstage issues going on in 
in AEW. CM Punk spoke in particular about his issues with Colt Cabana, real name Scott Colton, and Hangman Adam Page, as well as his issues with AEW's EVPs, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. Punk and Cabana have a long history as good friends who ultimately ended up suing each other after WWE Dr. Chris Ammon sued both of them for comments made by uh, Punk on Cabana's podcast in 2014. CM Punk told Nick Hausman of Wrestling Inc. that he hasn't had a relationship with Colt Cabana in almost a decade. He said, and I quote, I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted to do, uh, to do with him even longer than that. Nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and on this when I'm on my time and this is a fucking business. CM Punk went on to further detail his falling out with Cole Cabana and his lawsuit against him saying why I'm a grown ass adult man and I decide to be friends with somebody who is nobody's fucking business but my friends. If I fall backwards, we'll catch me. Scott Colton, I felt, never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that didn't want to see me at the top. You call it jealousy, you call it envy, whatever the fuck it is, my relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt, I have every invoice, I have every email. I have an email where he says, I agreed to go our separate ways, I will get my own lawyer, you do not have to pay anyone. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see see is because when I finally had to countersue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. As soon as we discovered the fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? He added that he tried to resolve his issues with Cabana prior to Cabana's lawsuit against him, but that Cabana went ahead with the lawsuit anyway. He said, and I quote, when it came down that he was going to sue me, I asked to talk to him. He refused. I asked for mediation. It was denied. I offered him money. He said it was not enough. He went ahead with the lawsuit and sued. It's his fucking funeral. I don't care. He shares a bank account with his mother, which tells you all you need to know about what kind of character that is. He then went on to call the company's EVPs, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, irresponsible and saying they spread lies. Fightful notes that the belief backstage has been that Punk felt that Hangman Adam Page went into business for himself in the buildup of their Double or Nothing 2022 match, leading to Punk referencing Page in his return promo a couple of weeks ago. The fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. The fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. If y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. What did I ever do in this world to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I do? I didn't do a goddamn thing. 
Tony Khan ended up interviewing uh, about the backstage issues, but Punk interrupted him and made it clear that he felt it wasn't uh, Khan's business and that the EVPs should have known better before saying Hangman Page jeopardized AEW's first million dollar house. He said, and I quote, it's not his position to make it clear. There are people who call themselves EVPs that should have known fucking should have uh, should have fucking known better. <laughs> it is none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody. I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. I'm trying to run a fucking business, and when somebody who hasn't done a f- damn thing in this business jeopardized the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. We were far beyond apologies. I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled. You saw what I had to do, which is very regret- regrettable. Lowering myself to his fucking level. That's where we're at right now. Page also called, I mean, Punk also called Page an idiot for not taking advice from veterans. Uh, talking about uh, one of Page's interviews during a Q&A. Fightful Select reports that talent backstage told them that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were extremely pissed off backstage after Punk's comments about them, which included saying they spread lies and that one talent backstage claimed that the three of them were threatening to leave AEW. Punk apparently has a lot of heat on him now after his comments. They went on to note that the Bucks and Omega were scheduled to be part of the media scrum, but that an adjustment was made. They also report that while they were cognizant of a possible work, uh, talent that they were in contact with were under the impression that this whole thing is real and not part of some elaborate work. Punk's comments reportedly earned a ton of heat, and according to uh, Brian Alvarez on Monday's Wrestling Observer Radio, it was also led to the altercation backstage. Alvarez noted that the point in which a security guard can be seen running from the scrum while Swervin Arguri is talking uh, with Tony Khan at the uh, desk he said multiple sources confirmed the altercation between Punk and the Bucks, though he added he didn't know everything that happened nor uh, who else was there. It was noted that Tony Khan, who was in the scrum for its entirety, was not aware of the situation until Chris Jericho actually informed him right in front of everybody. Uh, there's no word as of now what the reaction from Khan was up until that point, but more details have come out saying that the EVPs, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, were still in the building during the press conference, and when they got word, they went to CM Punk's locker room. According to Wrestling Observer, Punk started the physical altercation by... Oh, they did a pressing. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. By swinging fists at Matt Jackson, PW's Insider's account noted that no one who shared their accounts knew who threw the first punch. PW Insider also noted that while Kenny Omega was present for the physical altercation between the Bucks and Punk, he did not get physical with Punk. Both uh, Fightful and PW Insider report that Punk's former trainer and former NXT coach A. Steele, a.k.a. Chris Guy, also got physically involved. Steele uh, previously joined AEW as a coach slash producer a number of months back, and according to Fightful, Nick Jackson was either rocked or possibly knocked out during the brawl as A. Steele threw a chair in the middle of this brawl. Fightful also notes that Omega and A. Steele got physical with each other during the whole ordeal 
ordeal, allegedly Steel even went as far as to bite Omega and grab his hair. According to BW Insider, Steele arrived at the altercation since his wife was in the vicinity. She may have been inside Punk's locker room since she was watching Punk's dog, Larry. During Thursday's Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer indicated that one version of the story suggests that Omega was trying to break things up uh, at, this, at the time, and Steele was reportedly dealing with Nick Jackson when Omega came from behind to pull him off. Steele believed Omega was trying to crossface him, so he bit him. Other accounts at the time said that Steele was trying to protect his wife and Punk's dog, Larry. Whatever the reason, there were reports that he also threw a chair and pulled Omega's hair. One person who is familiar with what took place told Feifel a lot of cursing, a lot of mayhem, and a lot of people not willing to hash it out. Feifel noted that one of AEW's coaches was said to have been very torn up over what took place during the whole ordeal. Several sources also told Feifel that they think this incident could result in legal ramifications. Additionally, Feifel reports that Christopher Daniels and Pat Buck were also involved in the incident, and their involvement was very based as witnesses for the event. Several individuals reportedly attempt to de-escalate this, the incident, but Tony Khan, who was not present during in the whole fight has decided to basically suspend everyone involved. Uh, PW Insider's account noted that AEW staff members and security tried to separate Punk's side from the elite. After they were separated, the two sides continued to yell and argue for a while before the Bucks and Omega left Punk's locker room area. PW Insider also notes that one of the Bucks was seen returning to the hotel last night, uh, that night with a black eye. And some people in the company are said to be backing the elite due to Punk trashing them during the press conference, believing Punk's comments were what incited the incident. And some are reportedly showing support for CM Punk, saying that it was wrong for the elite to storm into his locker room, putting Punk in a situation where he was outnumbered, making the elite partially responsible for what took place. Other sources wondered to PW Insider what will happen at the Wednesday taping, and it was decided by Tony Khan that he was uh, suspending CM Punk, Ice Steel, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, Brett, uh, Brandon Cutler, Pat Buck, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. He has relinquished and vacated the AEW World Championship and World Trios Championships. Professor Chris, what do you think about this whole ordeal that went down? Let's start with Punk's comments during the media scrum. What was your initial reaction? Well, I just like the fact that you had to get the order of the word fucking right when you were getting that quote out. You were like, like, no, he said fucking what? It was just great. Um, Punk's comments um, at the scrum were unprofessional. Um, As soon as I saw this scrum, um, we've got a lot of friends who attended that scrum. Um, I I asked what bought the, what was the impetus to that? You know, the energy was, in the room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like what what happened, and he's and I was told that nobody asks Punk about Colt Cabana. This was information that he volunteered so um the volunteered yeah volunteered yeah so the fact that he's now 
No, it's all good. Yeah. But the fact that he's now like, you know, saying, oh, I hate that I have to be here and say all that. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to be there. Yep. A goddamn thing. That's something you chose to do. With all that said, though, um, there's there's many layers to this. So I don't know if if you all know this, but um, outside of teaching political science, I'm also a business psychologist. So um, as so as a business psychologist, what I do is anytime teams are filling or like anytime a work environment has any kind of dysfunction or people are arguing, not getting along, or maybe mm-hmm. the organization is starting up and they just want to make sure it doesn't turn into what Sunday night turned into. Um, they'll call somebody like us. Um, and everybody was jumping the gun with this is what the first thing I noticed. Everyone's like, fire punk, fire the elite, <laughs> and all this other stuff. And I think everyone needs to kind of chill. Um, it, it doesn't have to be firing. I, I heard um, even uh, uh, um, Jimmy, um, Jimmy Van said that the, um, the Bucks and Kenny should have never been made EVPs. I don't necessarily agree with that that or disagree with that here's my thing this is this is what i know about management it's very easy to run a company when everything is shangri-la and everybody is happy and everybody's getting along and everybody's making you know wwe jokes and cody rhodes is out there hitting a a throne uh and (laughs) it's very very happy to be especially when you're a startup company and the energy of the startup and you know you're going to be competition for wwe and then you actually become competition for wwe it's all good to run a company when when shit is going well my job (laughs) right let people know that you've got to plan on when shit is going bad and what makes management management is how you run things when things go awry, when things go bad, when everything is not Shangri-La, when everything is chaos around you. How are you going to react to that? And I think that um, CM Punk reacted bad. I think the Young Bucks reacted bad because yeah. he, um, in business psychology, there's a, a phrase that we sometimes say. It's called running hot. Um, and what, um, running hot can mean several things. It could be your, you know, like when Kobe Bryant is making like a bunch of threes in a row, he's running hot, right? But it's also when you're angry and you really shouldn't be talking to people, you're running hot. So as managers, the young bucks should not have knocked on his door because he was not in a space to talk. Right. Even though he bashed management, you don't, you don't approach somebody as a manager when they're as piss and vinegar as CM Punk was. That's just not something you do because nothing, yeah, nothing productive is going to come from that. Is is and this is just from from my history of of being in this space. So um, if 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 no, if everybody could get past the legalities, if if no 
lawyers or anything get involved. Um, I think they could get past this. Um, like in my article, I write about um, the um, ad car model and uh, the ad car change model um, and its awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, and reinforcement, just kind of going through the steps of making sure something like this doesn't happen again. Or if something like this does happen again, you have kind of a way out to figure it out because that was one of the things that people noticed the most too, is when CM Punk went on that rant, uh, TK had a very, very blank stare. The, mm -hmm. meme, the memes across the online- He was, he was cringing at a lot. Yeah, of yeah, he definitely yeah. cringe. He wanted to go underneath the table and hide. Yeah, and it, it, it was oh. almost immediate that the me the memes start like manifested, right? Like he that cross efforts happened, and I just start seeing all kinds of just hilarious memes. And I don't necessarily blame TK in the sense that you can't control what another grown man says, but you have to be able to plan for something like that to happen. You don't. It's not that you um are sitting back expecting bad shit to happen that's what that's what to toxic positivity is when you don't acknowledge something that's clearly in the room um and you think ignoring it is going to make it feel better like let's say that your your mom or your dad your you have a, a mom or a, a father that dies right and your mom instead of dealing with the grief she's like trying to say oh everything's going to be all right and she's pouring people punch and she's just going around hugging everybody and she's not really taking the time out to grieve just ignoring the problem and this was a problem from weeks ago because cm i mean because cm punk did that promo on tv right yeah and we've just been seeing signs of this toxic positivity where everybody in aew is just happy to be there and nobody is like um really you know saying what they feel in a positive way and i think that um this this could have been um, avoided but we're here now so now we've got to work on fixing it i don't think anybody needs to be be fired i mean if i think if tony khan made those guys the EVPs. It was for a reason. He believed in them. They messed up. It's not... It, they can learn from this and be better managers. They don't have to be fired. Unless legal things happen, then all rules are out the window. But they, it's not a situation where you have to fire these guys. It's not a situation where CM Punk has to be fired. But, you know, but last thing I'll say, as a professor, um, when you start talking about young guys don't have respect and what you did back in the day and all this shit, you immediately become the old motherfucker. Um, that, that's, that's just how it works. It's circle of life. You, you, when you were the young guy, you hated the old people getting in your, getting in your shit. And now you are that guy. So you've got to be cognizant of that fact. 
Very good point, especially with that last part. Punk, I, I said it before, Punk is the white stink meaner. Uh, <laughs> Miss Christy. <laughs> Miss Wait, Christy, what? <laughs> he's, the, he's the white stink meaner. He got so much hate in his heart. He'll be yeah. hating in his afterlife. Uh, I think right. that he I couldn't let it go. Let uh, we'll, yeah. so we'll talk about how a lot of people think it was premeditated, the whole yes. ordeal with the uh, press conference. But what do you think about what went down at the uh, the media scrum with what Punk had to say about Cabana, about Hangman Adam Page, about the EVPs, and then the big brawl that broke out backstage with Christy Love? Well, first of all, clearly you can see, like, he was... After that whole fight, like he didn't look like he was like, even there. Like he looked like he took something before they fought, and then that, that <laughs> shit was just settling in. Just you know, so he he was there eating and stuff. It was like you, yeah, uh, the baked goods, <laughs> right? <laughs> just eating fucking breakfast pastries, and yeah, like he was starving. Like he starved himself, and he had not eaten in like hours. And now that he's finished his match, he's all bloody, and it all looked like he's just was in a, ma- a match outside, and he's just eating and just like talking mad shit. I mean. Basically, you know, like Chris said, they, they kind of threw fuel on a fire, like especially like when someone is heated and hot and mad, you can't, there's no reasoning with them. There's no talking. They're, they have to like come down from what high they are on. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, they probably should have gave it maybe like 24 <clears throat> hours, like, hey, we need to talk. Maybe we need to come to the office, like we could come to you. Something like that. Because like you said, Tony was cringing in that chair. Like he wanted to, he was like, I know this man, not up here. But he had to like keep back that blank stare because he was just like staying focused. Like he had he, like he sit there. and then at one point they told him like take a drink of the bottle. Like, like, yeah, it's right, right, right. Like Romeo's like honestly put me some drugs and alcohol. We don't need to go there to fix these issues, right? <laughs> he needs a chill pill, is what he needs, right? Like. It's just unfortunate. Like all of these, these are grown people. These people have children. Most some of them. There's no, especially if you're executive. Like they, not every. I'm not saying no one was wrong and no one was right. right. It's just ways that, that ways that there's level to these things that you could have like kind of prevented these little fires that became explosions. Right. Yeah. Because and and also TK's got to take responsibility yep. for kind of establishing this culture, this call out culture. He did when um. Big swallow, like 2000 of like WCW guys, like what's happening <laughs> when Big Swall got um released, right? And there was this weird exchange, and then TK goes on social media and um, he just you know basically says her business, you know, oh, she I fired her or I got rid of her because she wasn't getting any better and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That is not something a manager should say. That is yeah. never something a manager should yep. say. Because then right after he he posted that, you had um, Leo Rush tweet to him, apologize, which was even stupider in my opinion, because you are, this guy owns the company. So there's no real good, clear lines of communication there. You know, and you've, you've established this stuff. You, you've You've done this before. These these people in this organization have been mad for a while. Um, yeah, Jonathan Gresham mm. quit recently. He, yep. he yelled at a yelling match, did his match professionally, and then we haven't heard from him again. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is not how you deal with people's issues. So my, one mm-hmm. of my suggestions is, you know, hire a business psychologist um, and have them talk to every single person that on the roster. Um, Cause if CM more talk, help, you need help, obviously taking care of these yeah, people yeah, doing these things. You can't do everything. I mean, you could, but like, look at what's happening. Like, you're still a startup right. company. You still need to like kind of like level this playing fill out so that you are not doing right. everything. And yeah, and I know TK he TK doesn't want AEW to turn into WWE with Vince McMahon just laying down the law and it's you just do what I say and shut the fuck up and nothing else matters. He doesn't want AEW to turn into that. But you still need to not just ignore people's issues like if someone has an issue, it needs to be addressed and you need to deal with it in that fashion so these things don't manifest in the public. This is good for us. It's good for post-wrestling. It's good mm-hmm. for Sean Ross Sapp because this gives us shit to talk about. Um, like uh, the both of you were saying before we started, I, I didn't know what we were going to talk about going into this week. And then, you know, AEW toxicity is the gift that keeps on giving something on given wow that's i think this is like the, the third or fourth week they've had the yeah. headlines yeah. And it's all yeah. yes. backstage drama and it's kind of ridiculous because there's more parts of this story coming out from this whole cm punk rant leading to a backstage brawl uh pw insider noted that ftr and hangman page were not present when the incident took place they had already left the now arena after the pay-per-view ended since they were not scheduled for the media scrum hangman was also you know one of the people that cm punk slammed during the uh post-media scrum some sources also showed sympathy for mjf who had a big return at aew all out per pw insider there were some who were sympathetic in m to mjf believing that his angle and storyline for his return were overshadowed by the backstage drama following the event noting that the incident had taken away uh, all the attention from the whole pay-per-view fightful select all has confirmed that cm punk did have a physical altercation with uh the uh with matt jackson it was not confirmed if he had one with kenny omega omega was said to have got physical with uh a steel like we established and nick jackson had a black eye following the whole ordeal <laughs> due to the chair being thrown by steel one source noted that they believe a steel is lucky that he's not in jail and there is said to be a huge amount of heat on steel about the situation with several people people saying that they believe steel would not be back with the company after this one person said that they were they weren't certain what went down and that it couldn't have possibly escalated to hitting someone with a chair security was called and there were said to be a lot of people trying to break up the brawl the elite were said to have eventually left the area with the argument continuing with much cursing and yelling until that point there were people uh, on both sides of the matter who have spoken out about the situation with some saying that Punk prompted the situation with his comments, while others said the elite should not have approached Punk when things were that heated. A lot of majority of people have expressed that Punk should have expected to have been approached about the situation. Chris Jericho has been getting a lot of credit for stepping up as a leader over the last couple of weeks, nice. and multiple people mentioned his calm demeanor at the scrum in front of the cameras, as well as him talking 
meeting at the recent AEW talent meeting, and there were no word of anything being caught on camera during this horror deal. It was first uh, Sports Illustrated that had more details, saying that the list of suspended wrestlers and staff included Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. According to several sources, Punk and Steel will either be suspended or will, they will not be in AEW. Uh, a lot of people think by the end of this month, an internal third-party investigation will be made to find out exactly what happened. And Hangman Adam Page, uh, he was uh, not involved, so he was the only person that was kind of involved in this whole situation that was on AEW Dynamite this week. And on Thursday's edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, it was reported that CM Punk was also suspended. Uh, and it was said that everyone involved has been suspended until the investigation from the third party uh, firm is done. Dave Meltzer added that AEW is unlikely to ever actually publicly reveal what happened with the situation. And this was evidenced by none of the suspended parties being mentioned on Dynamite on Wednesday. And the titles were stripped without mention of the former champions. Meltzer added that due to Punk being injured, he would have vac vacated the title Regardless, we'll talk more about Punk's injury and how this uh, affects, you know, MJF returning at All Out. But uh, what what is your kind of, uh, <laughs> where do you lie as far as who do you think kind of escalated or brought this whole backstage brawl upon us, Miss Chrissy Love? Do you think it was Punk's comments lighting the match or did the elite kind of, play their own role and really start the fight by going to his locker room no i i kind of feel like they were in their feelings once they heard him like talking yeah. and like they <laughs> should have like let him be in his feelings that's clearly what it was they was they they didn't like what he said and then he's and and the way he said it the way he went about it he said this in all of the media like this was something that's supposed to be like celebrating we're like we had a good <laughs> with you and you go, you go fucking up. You just go fuck it up and like overshadow. The, no one's talking about the pay per view. Everyone's talking about what yeah. happened, you know, backstage. That's just. I think that's what really pissed people off. And I think that they thought that for them to go and like try to like reason with him and talk to him or whatever would have like made it better. But no, since everyone got in their feelings, this is when you know bitches come out. <laughs> Could have said it better than that. Alexa <laughs> lights. Okay, cool. All right. So yeah, um, I, I agree with with Chrissy one hundred percent. I I can't I can't blame one side more right. than the other. Like people want you to do that, um, and you don't. I can't do that. I can't blame. See, CM Punk was angry. I think what, where he was wrong was going on the press conference in front of Tony Khan, in front of the world. All of my media friends were there. All of our media friends were there. And you're, you're embarrassing yourself. You had the, the fucking kid was there, AJ Awesome. And you're dropping all these F-bombs and F-bomb after F-bomb and making fun of the guy for sharing a, a bank account with his mom. Now, I don't think like that, what you uh, put like, and then he put all of the man business out there in the street. Like you just, this was like, this is something yeah. that was told to probably in their kitchen or something like that. Yo, please son. Like don't. Right. Yeah. Don't this, this me like, out. like this is supposed to be a boy and you go, you do this. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and you, and I understand you hate 
hate hate to die now, but it served no. It looked like you were poor shaming. Is when you said that shit. It it came across as <clears throat> the internet reports were right because what I got a report a few weeks um, like no, this is a couple months ago. Um, and I before um, we did one of our episodes of post. Someone told me that CM Punk hates Colt Cabana and doesn't want to work with him in AEW. I didn't share that on the air. I talked to Nate and Andrew about it off air. Um, but I did get that word, you know, because I'm not in the business of speculation and shit, especially if there's really nothing there. But now that he pulled that shit, I feel 100% comfortable talking about it now. But yeah, this was, so this was brewing for a while. And, and Tony Khan has this way of ignoring shit and just expect the public not to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And only like when we go to these media scrums, all he wants us to do is talk about how great the pay-per-view was. If you give him any kind of criticism, he always responds in the um, way like the um, last uh, woman at the phone scrum who asked him about the woman. He's just busy telling her, oh, you're wrong and whatever. You know, you don't you don't even like give yourself time to critically think about why she's asking this question. Like you've got to stop this shit. And even this going on TV and just not mentioning their names. Right. What, what does that do? Like what? Like I mean, I'm just. I just want to know. Like, and that's that, and that's what the with the whole firing thing. People are saying, "Oh, fire Punk or fire um the the um a leader, whoever." What is that gonna do? Because it's just gonna be the next people in line behind them who have issues, and they come out in a similar way. If these things do not get handled, they happen again and again and again. Like Vince McMahon, when his shit didn't get handled, this his shit dates back to like the 80s or early 90s or whatever. And yeah. it was ignored. It was laughed at. It was joked about. Yep. And till he was 77, oh, I'm retiring now. Nah, you were playing grab ass too much and you know <laughs> now you gotta quit. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't ignore this shit. You that's one thing you cannot do. You cannot pretend that everything that we just saw didn't happen. Ignore what you guys fucking saw. You know what I'm saying? This is like the this. like the insurrection shit, you know, just yeah. pretend it didn't mm -hmm. happen. You know, That's basically uh, what they, they want us to do. But more and more <laughs> stuff has come out during the oh, week. Uh, the Wrestling Observer newsletter has more details on the internal investigation into the brawl after AEW All Out uh, saying that uh, it's believed that uh, they they will be all these guys involved in the situation. CM Punk, Ace Steel, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. It's believed they will be gone until the investigation is complete and decisions are made. Those involved were either suspended or told not to come to television. The investigation will involve an independent firm who will conduct video interviews with everyone in the room. This uh, not only includes those suspended, but also witnesses 
businesses, which actually includes AEW chief legal officer Mega Parky. Uh, that saw everything that happened. And the Wrestling Observer Newsletter notes that MJF was also a witness to the incident as well. There were legal threats made during the brawl, which is why AEW has not commented on the matter and why Tony Khan didn't mention it during AEW Dynamite. He simply said that the AEW World and Trios Championships were vacated and all those involved were told not to talk about it. One wrestler said that he was next door and thought they, they were shooting an angle only to realize when he came in to watch that it was not an angle at all. Chris Jericho was aware of what was going on while he was involved with his media scrum, even if he didn't witness it. It was also noted that one source said that two weeks ago, when Punk returned, he said that the press conference for the pay-per-view would be interesting. This seems to back up speculation that Punk may have planned what he said at the scrum. The Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer reports that Punk is also dealing with what is said to be a serious injury that he suffered in his main event matchup against John Moxley at All Out. Punk suffered the injury during the tope dive of spy a few minutes into the matchup, and there were rumors coming out of the event that CM Punk may have been injured, but they were not yet confirmed. Meltzer added that no matter what what happens with Punk in terms of potential discipline from the brawl. The AEW world title situation uh, was always going to need to be changed due to the nature of Punk's injury. And additionally, uh, not only uh, would the title situation be changed, he talked about the whole situation with the Elite leading to the trios titles being uh, stripped as well. On Tuesday's Wrestling Observer Radio, it was confirmed that Punk hurt his arm during the dive uh, outside and has a torn triceps and surgery would be uh, needed on the injury. And on Thursday edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Brian Alvarez noted that some people backstage in AEW think that CM Punk rehearsed his all-out post-show media scrum comments uh, beforehand, (laughs) adding that he used Nick Hausman of Wrestling Inc. to say that he wanted to say about Cabana, even though it was out of context, and that he continued to make comments about things that had nothing to do with the specific questions asked by reporters. Meltzer responded uh, by saying that it was clear that the comments were planned and Meltzer added that it was odd that Punk didn't want to be blamed for Cabana's status in AEW but then seemed to really want to bury Cabana during the media scrum in such a personal way. Uh, Meltzer seemed to defend Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks for Punk's comments, noting that they helped build AEW in the first place and that Page has drawn well as a headliner for AEW pay-per-views. And Meltzer added that CM Punk showed no respect for AEW at all. Meltzer noted that Punk has been a divisive figure backstage and that he had already been rubbing people the wrong way, adding that he has been frustrated at times that some of the talent in AEW haven't been taking his advice, instead opting to do things that made them successful as opposed to Punk's more old-school advice. They also added that the latest they've have heard is that Omega and the Young Bucks did not kick down the door to Punk's locker room, and while Punk and Steel were not li- yet s- listed as his Suspended. The report had noted that they would either be suspended or be out of AEW by the end of the week. And according to Disown's reporter Stephen uh, Mulhausen, his sources in AEW noted that Punk met with Tony Khan on Tuesday and the talk was said to be constructive. It's not yet uh, clear what that means, but the report says that Steele was suspended and this being a sign that he won't be fired. And then mm. they finally added that uh, Dave Meltzer put on the Figure 4 online website on Friday that 
that Punk underwent surgery earlier this week to fix his torn left tricep uh, that was suffered during the match at All Out. And the report notes that the doctor recommended the surgery happen quickly in order to avoid muscle at, uh muscle muscle pain and as has 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 been noted the typical recovery time for the surgery is about eight months so professor chris how far in advance do you think cm punk planned the post media scrum did he find this out yeah. from the moment for the moment he won the aew world championship at double or nothing or after that media scrum he was like you know what I, I didn't do it at this media scrum but the, so next the next one, one. yeah, yeah. Next one. I swear to God, the next one, I'm going off. I'm lighting the match, and I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> yeah, it could have happened as soon as uh, he, uh, uh, Hangman Adam Page, cut that promo that he didn't like. Um, it's it's funny to me the the kick down the door line is what the wrestling media is stuck on. That's fucking semantics at this point. Kicked down the door, barged into the room. To me, that's a, a small detail because my mom used to, when I was a kid, she used to kick down my door. She didn't literally do that shit. They had she, the force. Yeah, they but she force. came into the room and she <laughs> was, was angry and and was bad and shit. Now I always used to describe it as kick down the dorm. So we need to to stop that. <laughs> like th- seriously, man, that that is a very small detail in this huge situation. But as as the rest of it, um, yeah, I, I think he he planned on doing this. I don't I, I don't doubt that for a minute. Um, I think he was angry. He needed some stuff to get off his chest. Um, yeah. CM Punk is is just an angry guy automatically yeah he's like he he i mean i remember watching that um dvd wwe did on him a few years ago or it's probably a decade ago now where he talks about like he doesn't like his own parents you know what i'm saying he there's a lot of people in his he a lot of underlying issues yeah he it's easy to burn a bridge with that guy Um, yeah and I, and I can relate to that because there was a time like when I was in high school, um, right when I started college, I, I hated my mom. Um, I hated my, my stepfather, but I hated them both equally, you know what I'm saying, during that time. <laughs> and I, had, I needed to deal with those issues, right? Yeah. Um, because it was, it just, it was just a, a bad situation if I didn't. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about this. And... Um, yeah, it was probably rehearsed. Uh, to me, none of that matters. It matters in the sense that if he does it again, if he stays with the company, if he does it again, you have to deal with it. But this is a unique situation because there was an issue there that was brewing for weeks mm-hmm. and Tony Khan didn't handle it. Yep. And he's got to take responsibility for that. Like even going on, and I understand completely um, that he's not going to go on TV and describe in detail what's going on. But even saying something like this session, this situation will be dealt with at a later time, or something like that, something to let us know that this isn't just um, being ignored. Suspend, hangman. Uh, that shit is what was four months. Look, man, I I don't care when when things happen you know what i'm saying um and i don't even necessarily think what hangman did was a 
big deal, me personally. I don't think that was a big deal. Punk thought it was a big deal. And his feelings do matter. You know what I'm saying? I don't, everybody's feelings in these situations matter. We don't just shit on people's feelings. I don't, I don't like turning into a culture of that. You know what I'm saying? Whatever Punk said, it's just like with uh, Eddie Kingston and um, Guevara and the Fat Boy line. It's not a big deal to to me, but to him that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and he handled it in the wrong way. And there's got to be a mechanism in place when someone when someone hurts your feelings, and you can say, "Oh, he didn't hurt my feelings. He hurt your fucking feelings," <laughs> and you deal with it. You know what Definitely I'm saying? Definitely in your feelings. And I, because yeah, I've dealt with those weight issues. Um, um, and and yeah, people making little jabs at at your weight when you're dealing with weight issues, they hurt your feelings, man. Yeah. There's no, there's mm-hmm. no way around with, around it, man. And um, Punk got his feelings hurt by Hangman. He was way deep. This nigga was swimming in his feelings. He was like backstroking yeah. in them and shit. Man. He was like <laughs> soaking in his feelings. He, he was eating his feelings at the table, man. He was. He was eating his feelings. Yes, he was. Yes. That is definitely one uh, of those things. You eat, He was definitely eating. He had He had the munchies. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we should bring up this comment here from uh, Chief saying, uh, do you guys see the Young Bucks go to WWE if Punk uh, keeps uh, special treatment? It should should be noted that there was a report from Wrestling Observer that uh, the Young Bucks have sent out feelers that they would be interested in talking to WWE when their contracts expire. So Girl. what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, Ango uh, Bebe saying that uh, the Observer stated that the Young Bucks have put out feelers, aka probably uh, talking to Cody. Cody, uh, I, was, what do you, I was just about yeah. to say the same thing. They talked yeah. to their friend, one of their best friends, and mm-hmm. he's like, yo, I don't know if I could do this no more. He was like, I could go talk to, you know, three cheat, three um H's over there. They know they can help you out <laughs> real good, son. I can talk to Paul. I can talk to Stephanie. I'm, I'm in there like swimwear, friends. I got this. I got this. Just let me know when you are ready. Yeah. And we got Triple H in the chat here who is confirming <laughs> that uh, we are working on Young Bucks losing to the Usos at WrestleMania. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Me. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thank you, Papa I think- H. I think anybody in this situation could go to WWE. Even the people saying Triple H would never hire CM Punk back. I don't believe that. I believe that anybody in this situation, WWE, this is not what it used to be. This is, everybody is on the table. They would hire CM Punk just to embarrass uh, Tony Khan. You know what I'm saying? This is is this is just the nature of the state of wrestling that we live in. But yeah, feelers are gonna go out. I think that when I hope that when cooler heads prevail, um, and CM Punk that line he said we're way past apologies. I do think we're a little bit closer to apologies after that rant. If we're not closer to apologies, then you know. You, he might have to consider going back to WWE. It, dep- it just depends on who. I, I think that CM Punk has so much hate in his heart. He is the one person that I would put the word never on joining WWE. I, 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 
I, I know I know Triple H and WWE would call CM Punk. I don't see CM Punk picking up the phone. Well, see, the, 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 well the thing, hate, hate is a transferable thing, though, right? So he's got so much hate for Triple H at the moment. How We don't know how much hate he will have for um, AEW coming out of this, right? It may be, sometimes the best revenge is getting in bed with your enemies. Um, as somebody that used to seek revenge on people, um, I've, I I know about this, you know. Um, so I, I don't put any like I've I've I, look. I've retired from saying never in the wrestling industry. Way back in the day, man. Um, I I I used to say, oh, this would not. I just don't do that anymore because, you know, when when money's on the line and when, you know, ego is on the line and all this stuff. I, I was surprised when CM Punk did that bullshit for um it was it was a WWE proxy but the Fox Sports stuff I was surprised that he did that you know um and you know that's that was as adjacent as it can get you know so I'm you know nothing surprises me nothing surprises me at all I can say. Uh, we got Triple H in the chat saying, "I'll give, I'll give him his WrestleMania main event. He can put over Roman yeah. and uh, Tony Khan." Responding with, "Paul, what you're doing is illegal. You have to say it in your most nervous voice ever." Uh, Tony Khan also states, "Everything is fine. I've got this under control." Speaking of control, who will take control on AEW <laughs> on Dynamite yeah. Wednesday on TBS, where we find out? Who will challenge for the world that, championship at Grand Slam? That really is his diversion tactic, right? <laughs> that, that's that's how he does it. I don't even promote, know if he promote, promote. I, I don't. I don't even know if he realizes that the public has picked up on that being his tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, I, I, I fired Big Slow because she sucked. Watch AEW this Friday. You know, it's just it's the shit he does, man. Um, Miss Chrissy Love, we got this question from uh, Damian Hernandez who says, why the hell isn't Adam Page suspended? He started it all by opening his mouth, talk shit about Punk, knowing damn well it was going to start a war. Do you do you think that, what was what do you think was Hangman Page's intention with the line that he said? His yeah, motives? His motives. Uh, yeah. his yeah. motives ahead of double or nothing, Miss Chrissy. I, oh, go ahead, Chrissy. Um... Definitely probably trying to see how he can like be the one that stirs the pot a little bit, mm-hmm. see what happens, like put these little batteries here and there, and then maybe like they may explode just like a teeny bit, like little light fires, little fires right. everywhere, but so, then um, they exploded. So here's the thing with the Adam Page thing and this whole incident. Did he stir the pot? I think he was trying to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he purposely cut that promo Knowing C- CM Punk, CM Punk was gonna, gonna right, you're gonna cut be this mad at that. I really do not believe that. Um, but CM Punk was that mad at that, so you 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 deal with it accordingly. Um, I think that um, that the, and, and this is the thing: people saying Hangman Page should be suspended. That is not that is an unwise take. Hangman Page didn't hit a motherfucker. Hangman Page didn't 
the pro when we saw that promo originally we thought it was wrestling re related right right a aew wrestlers put together yeah yeah aew wrestlers are allowed to freestyle on their promos right you know you might not like hank man page for stirring the pot he did nothing wrong he 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 if he didn't barge into cm punk's locker room with the rest of those cats if all he did was you know cut that promo and whatever him and cm punk can handle that accordingly but as far as like breaking any kind of rules i do not know what rule he broke right yeah uh, I mean, you, you have that freedom to kind of cut the promo that you want to cut, and that was the promo mm -hmm. he chose to cut. He and chose, it's he chose caused, violence. Yeah, he chose violence, and it's it's led to all this fallouts. But let's yeah. put a bow on this conversation here with one final question. Miss Chrissy Love, should this be the end of CM Punk in AEW? And if not, should it at least be the end of his run as a top champion in AEW? That's a good question. That is a very good question. I know because we didn't really get to see the run that he was supposed to have yet. Like we, we haven't gotten the runs that he's supposed to get. Well, well, I'm not only even talking about just the backstage fight. I'm also talking about the injury taking into yeah. account. Yeah, this is now injuries, like two, two reigns ended by injury. Do you right you know, away? At what, at what point do you become the <clears throat> man with Finn Balor? If Vizic man said one injury from Finn Balor, he's like, no, I'm not pushing these NXT cats anymore. <laughs> coming out the gate. I'm not doing it anymore. Right. For Tony Khan, does he have to think that maybe this should be the end of CM Punk as the top champion? He could still be a top guy and a top he star still be a top for guy. the promotion, right now, yeah. but yeah. putting the title on him seems to be a liability if it's happened twice. Yeah, I think it might be he might be jinxed. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he might need to heal. I, I'm not one hundred percent against putting the title on him again if that's if that's the story they want to tell. Um just I, right he, he he is older right now. He he needs to be um considering transitioning into an attraction guy. Um but um I don't I don't think um I, I don't think anybody's career in this situation needs to end. Um, I think if they can't come to the table and talk this out, then yeah, somebody's got to go. If CM Punk is is that headstrong and not wanting to make up and not give an apology, if the Bucks don't want to give an apology, yeah, these I think you need to go because that that's not this is now you are becoming toxic. This is this is an easily fixable issue and I don't think any of them kind of realize that because their the hate is so strong but you could fix this. Yeah. And uh, and that's kind of what uh, Orlando's saying here. Punk and the Elite should work something out, then have a match to help AEW to make millions. Yeah, because yes. this is like the right, most. Right, because you messing up your money. Yeah, messing yeah, this, up this, your this, money. Like they, this they, is yeah, it's like Chrissy's about to say. They are leaving money on the table, and it's a lot of money, man. They've been having a, a million viewers every single week for like how long now? Since since Omega came back, they've been like like breaking numbers, and now you go and you do this. Like it just is it's just so unfortunate because you guys were just like now just like I feel like they were getting like a really good like momentum and like this the company yeah. has kind of like put themselves at this like mm -hmm. level and then this happens like Come yeah, on, guys, like y'all, and it's been like for the last couple of weeks, it's just been like y'all in the media for the wrong things. Y'all <laughs> should be in there, like 
Y'all should be in there for like us, like talking about how much excellent matches you guys are putting on, like the attractions, right. like you about to go to Arthur Ashe. Like these have big things coming up, and it's also it's all foreshadowed and messed up because guys don't know how to like keep it together because they in their damn feelings, like Drake. Can I say one thing before we just you know put this away? I gotta give props to TK because even in the midst of this, all this backstage chaos. Um, civil war is not like <laughs> yeah this this civil, civil war right this this nonsense AEW programming has been good yeah um it hasn't been bad it's it, it even if it's it's AEW doesn't do bad shows they do shows that aren't as good they do shows that aren't good they never do bad shows so I'll give TK props for that for now. But they will start turning into sucky shows if this shit doesn't get resolved. Yeah, you can't have this much backstage turmoil. They have to eventually get on the same page. And they they have been delivering some quality episodes of Dynamite the last couple of weeks. Heading into All Out was must-see television. And and yes, it... Uh, whatever the controversy was going into this week's Dynamite, the ratings were good. We're about to talk about that. Uh, I want to get highlight a couple of more comments. We'll try to highlight as many of your comments as possible. But best way to show your support is with a Super Chat donation. Tony Khan saying thank you uh, to <laughs> Professor Chris for his compliment of AEW television. <laughs> we got Frantic World who says uh, good drama makes good TV. Uh, we got Will Chisholm who and says... And that's if a fact. It is... It is very true. Uh, make people want to watch more now. See if anyone's gonna like pop up or say anything. Like, how long am I gonna be suspended for? Like, are we doing like the yeah. school? Like, is it a week? Seven days? Is it three weeks? Like, what's happening? How long are we gonna be grounded for, Dad? Accident Tony yeah. Khan. I mean, if if Matt Hardy can work with Edge after he was doing whatever to his, to uh, Lita. I yeah, think true. this is something you should be able to kind of get by. You get know? past. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how deep it runs with these cats. Um, but yeah, just, just, you know, this is, this is, this is the, this should, this feud should send AEW into into the stratosphere if not the stratosphere it should just hover right above earth it should be yeah um, because be punk and uh omega was one of the biggest matches they still had in their back pocket yeah. and now yeah. they've just mm-hmm. made it incredibly more intriguing yeah. So, like you could do this for a year, you know, like while this guy's injured, you know what I'm saying? There's exactly. so much. Oh, so that just shit. makes that means that the fight's gonna be even better because they can hate each other's guts. They're gonna beat yep. the yeah. shit out of each other. You That's gonna go be amazing storytelling. The, the real life <clears throat> drama. Hopefully, they don't let that dream match uh, slip between their fingers. Will Chesham says, "If all the guys are so stubborn, is it really that easy with all their silly pride?" I mean, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I think it would be silly to leave the money on the table. I yeah. think Punk knows about making money enough that he won't uh, allow himself to do that. We got Romeo who says, "If Brett can work with uh, Visic Man, very true, very yeah. true." Orlando, like, Orlando with another with another good point, another another dream match they have on their hands to kind of replace the uh, undisputed elite versus elite. They got Punk. That's what we were supposed to have. Versus the elite. 
Yeah, have have Don Callis in uh, the Elite's corner and Jim Cornette in Punk and FTR's corner, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there's so much shit you can do with this, man, and it is it it, it, it would make me cry if they <laughs> didn't they didn't take advantage of this, man. Because I even though I, I'm liking the Triple H era so so far, I did think this last week's episode of Raw was not good. Um, yep. So I still want AEW to be a good, viable option for wrestlers. Um, and they they have the chance to just do a lot of great things. Uh, we also got Damian Hernandez. Uh, he says, why is MJF <coughs> involved in this investigation? Because he was present. Yeah, he's he was, he was there. <laughs> Third party witness. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. right now in AEW, I hope he's not an accomplice. Like he had. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to deal about those things. You know what I'm saying? Like he was yeah. there. So like, did he help? He was an accomplice. Yeah. You know, like, did he help? Like put these things in? You know, in motion. Like did he like put bad? Like I know you're not gonna let them talk. Like like let him talk. Triple H popping in and saying, "Don't cry, Chris. We will do the elite versus the bloodline, and you will love it." <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is the problem in AEW right now. Is it's not just he said she said at the moment. Now he said she said just makes everything murky, and you really don't know the truth. But now it's he said she said they said we said. You know what yep. I'm saying? So we really don't know what the fuck is going on. All we have. Are what people are telling us, and all we can do is make judgment calls on what we know from these individuals in the past. It's not like the elite and the young bucks have gone through wrestling with nobody um, hating them. You know what I'm saying? They've been yeah. hated before. It's not like CM Punk is the most lovable guy on the, the planet. He's been hated yeah. plenty of Forever. times. Yeah, so it's let's 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 not sit there. I know, been on him. He's been 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 hated on. Yeah, he's been hated people, on. People have always hated CM Punk for. And he, hate, and, he's, and he doesn't like people either. So it's that, I guess the feeling is mutual, and that's what makes it even. That's what makes it you know an issue, right? And and I, and I think people are kind of like because a lot of, CM Punk has done a lot of good in wrestling, man. Like the fa- like the fact that he. And Colt Cabana, when WWE was trying to shake them down after that interview, the the fact that they stood their grand ground and won that lawsuit, that's good for the wrestling business. That's right. good for the for talent because now you've set a precedent that look, when we're done with you motherfuckers, we can we are allowed to hate you, and you guys can't take our money. You know what I'm saying? Um, if we didn't, you know, like you know, slander you and stuff like that. And I, I thought, I think CM Punk, you know, even when he quit in 2013, he was burnt out. I, and I think that was a good thing for him to do for his own mental clarity at the time. And it was a good thing for him to do with WWE because you don't want a guy that doesn't want to be there wrestling because then you risk injuring people, you know? 
yeah, injuring people or yourself, and he's mm-hmm. just coming off an, an, another injury, and now he has another one on his plate. But let's talk about what we missed from the week with AEW All Out 2022, which was last Sunday. Yeah, CM <coughs> defeat John Moxley in an excellent main event to win the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks of the Elite beat Hangman Adam Page, uh, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver of Dark Order in a tremendous bout to become the first ever AEW World Trios champions. We all know what happened with both of those titles came Wednesday. Uh, Swerve in our glory defeated the, the acclaimed in a great encounter. The the acclaimed yes. might have been the most over people at All Out feel, being live uh, in yes. the crowd. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was electric for for the acclaim for Anthony Bowens and Max Caster and Daddy Ass Billy Gunn. Uh, you also had Chris Jericho defeat Brian Danielson in a really good bout. Tony Storm beat Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida, and Dr. Britt Baker DMD to win the AEW Interim Women's World Championship. Eddie Kingston beat Tomohiro Ishii in an absolute banger. Yeah, Luchasaurus turn on Jungle Boy and help Christian Cage defeat him. And then you have the mass devil, the mass devil of a Joker won the casino ladder match to start the show. Thanks to help from Stokely Hathaway and his clients. And then the mass Joker was revealed at the end of the night following CM Punk defeating John Moxley to be Maxwell Jacob Freeman. MJF, who came out to a huge pop at the end of the night to confront the acclaim. Mm-hmm. Yes, the acclaimed and MJF, the loudest pops, and CM Punk for and that CM main event. Yeah. Uh, what would you say, Miss Chrissy Love, was the highlight from All Out before the media scrum started? <laughs> right. Um, definitely the acclaimed. And I think they, they had a great match with Swerver in Our Glory. Um, didn't think, I knew that they were not going, ready for them to win yet, but just being over. And I think everyone just being behind them and just enjoying them is was one of the highlights of the show. Um, shout out to the ladies, um, Tony Storm. Did not think that you know they would have went the you know non Tony way and give it to his girl. So I mean, hey, listen, I'm I'm here for it. Let's see what happens till you know Rosa gets better. Yes, and we should note that Tony Storm said during the post-media scrum that uh, Thunder Rosa says she's injured. Okay, when she comes back, I'll beat her and unify the title. So, little shade is, being thrown. At is, that Thunder, th- Thunder is that Thunder Rosa's story this week? Um, that stuff coming up later? Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay, yeah, story. so... Um, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I was going to say we also got MJF in the chat now. He says it shouldn't take more than an hour to talk about me. There was a lot to talk about, Matt. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, what was your highlight and uh, low light from All Out 2022, Professor Chris? My highlight was was what, what Chrissy said. I really do like – I feel finally in AEW – it took them some time, but I finally feel like there are some black guys on the show that don't <laughs> just feel like feel, filler there. You know what I'm saying? Mm, black, yeah. black, you know, we're starting to see storylines with these people, and people are caring about both teams, whether they um, hate Swerve in Our Glory or whether they love 
um, the uh, the acclaim. I'm very, very happy we've moved past that because I wrote my mm -hmm. article last month on toxic positivity in AEW. The first thing I jumped on was the minorities and the women treatment, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to see there's some movement there. And as far as the low light, but the low light, uh, the low light it's was really the, not the, like, yeah. Was there a low light of the show, really? The, the show wasn't, I didn't like Stokely Hathaway. Uh, I, I was enjoying the ladder match, and I don't like when, you know, shit like that gets Gimmicks. interrupted. At least the cliffhanger was paid off on yeah. the show. But right. I, I just I just don't like that kind of crap, you know. And I thought that um, you know, it's it just got ruined by all the nonsense that happened after the show. The the paper, but I didn't even without that nonsense, I don't think the pay-per-view was like a, a plus pay-per-view. I think it was a no. solid B, um yeah. maybe B minus. It, it was a good pay-per-view, but it wasn't and I felt like it I wasn't got my great. Money. Worth it wasn't great. It wasn't like oh you needed to see this. It, it was like if you saw it, you were happy. If you didn't see it, you don't necessarily need to go back and watch it later. And he needs a start time for seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean technically he does with the pre-show. The pre-show starts at seven. Does that so mean, that means I need to go at like six because it was how many, it was like fourteen matches. Yeah, this is a long fifteen. Show. 15 matches. That, that four matches on the pre-show. Like, four uh, matches on the pre-show, 11 matches on the main card. Yeah. 11 matches. Are Get used to it. Stop complaining about it. Get used to it. I'm not I complaining, friend. I just just have to like make sure the Red Bull is like on effect cuz you know, it get late. I'm 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 ready to go to yeah. bed. Fair enough. Yeah. People got to work the next day. Imagine how I had to feel all the months I, I was in the UK watching it 5 know, hours ahead. The show was <laughs> till midnight. God damn it! Complaining. Me, I, I, I would say it. that the the only low light for me is uh, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs only getting five minutes. Yeah. Athena and Cargill yes. only getting four minutes. Yeah, yeah. And that's because uh, they I, had the the card was so stacked. The other matches probably went longer than usual. Like it's just certain matches that shouldn't have been their time. So that other people had time got cut off. I just I, that's actually a great a, point. Um, apparently SP. those those two matches had more time, but they decided to go home early. But I don't know why that that was one two of my what? low lights from the show. Uh, I would say this was uh, at times a great pay per view. I think overall mm -hmm. they just need to kind of trim down. I know they have a robust roster that they want to feature, but they can't get everyone on the pay per view. So maybe an eleven match card, a main card, can turn into a nine maybe 10 at times um, a main card instead of 11 matches, kind of 11, 12, 13 matches yeah. being the norm for AEW now. So I, I hope they kind of can revert from that. But I think the matches that were kept short were kept short for good reason. Again, right. Christian and Jungle Boy only won a few seconds. Christian Cage was injured coming into the matchup with Jungle Boy. Uh, they don't have the official uh, injury, but the word was that it was a torn triceps. And that's yeah. usually about it. 
an eight-month deal. So he's another guy that's going to be out for eight months that's really further along in their career. We also got an injury update for Ruby Soho, who suffered a broken nose in the uh, pre-show opener with herself and Ortiz versus Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello. And Alex Reynolds suffered a sprained ankle and was on crushes after the uh, AEW World Trios Championship Tournament Finals. But that injury is said to not be that serious. They can't catch a break at all. Nope. Nope. Uh, Romeo saying Ricky Starks was a low light only because his match got cut short. That's the only reason for yeah. me. And yeah, I, I, that was a shame, Annika. I was I was really disappointed. You have uh, what this feud starts at the end of May. We're in you're in the beginning part of September, and then you only give them four minutes on a pay per view. Right. Yeah. That was that was crazy to me, and, and we got a super chat donation from our good brother Alan Weinstein, ALW. Thank you so much for the super chat donation, as always. Saying CM Punk is a whiny crybaby for the war. Chest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a good super chat, but I mean, you know, that's, we we we've already established that, right? <laughs> yeah. He's just he's just dragging them on the coals, just yes. dragging them on the coals after we spent nearly thirty minutes, uh, an hour talking about CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, we we also had a, what we missed was WWE Clash at the Castle. You had Roman Reigns defeat Drew McIntyre in an excellent main event to retain the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, thanks to help from the debuting mm. Solo Sokoa uh, from NXT. You also had Seth Genius. Rollins beat Matt Riddle in a really great battle between the two rivals. This feud doesn't seem to be over. Yeah, Damage Controls, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky defeat Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss, with Bailey being the first woman to pin Bianca Belair this year. Edge and Rey Mysterio beat the Judgment Day. Post-match, Dominic Mysterio turned heel by low-blowing Edge and clotheslining his dad. He would join Judgment Day the following night on Raw. Gunther defeated Sheamus to retain the Intercontinental Championship in a bona fide match of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Simply sensational mm-hmm. fight between these two men. During uh, Gunther's entrance, Giovanni Vinci made his main roster debut alongside Ludwig Kaiser to reunite Imperium. And you also, uh, Sheamus got a round of applause from the Cardiff crowd following that epic battle with Gunther. What was the highlight for you from Clash at the Castle, Chrissy? My highlight was Solo Sokoa. <laughs> Such a great ending to something that I thought was looking real, real, real sketchy there. I was like, oh, he's about to lose this damn match. I was like, don't lose this way. That was one of my highlights. And, you know, the classic Gunther and Sheamus matches, another highlight from the show. Uh, but yes, didn't see Solo coming. From you know, not I didn't see that coming at all. I don't know if anyone leaked it or they kept this a great, great secret. And you know, again, just like that, Roman is about to lose, and then someone comes out and helps him out, which was great, great, great storytelling. Bloodline prevails. Yeah, especially for the for the for the BS that finishes WWE usually do, do, does. This is amongst the top. You know, this is a, that was a very good finish. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I hated it. They broke the hearts of all the UK. Oh yeah, he was. A, he was. He was, he was in his feelings. Yeah, having yeah, Roman yeah, Reigns right. 
beat Drew McIntyre. What's the end game? What's the end game? A match with The Rock that doesn't need the damn titles? Is that the end game here? Everybody's saying it's Cody Rhodes. I haven't heard WWE say a peep about any of that. They're building toys Roman versus Rock. We're, we're keeping the titles on Roman's part-time ass. Right. Now, now you have a problem with... You was just calling a tribal chief. I don't understand. Now now he's a part-time ass. What makes... No, what's he's, the he's, like he, 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 he is a part-time... He's a part-time tribal chief. He only, no, he only I, tribal chief I didn't hear you saying this when, Bro- when Brock Lesnar was not coming to every pay-per-view either. Or doing, you know, every other show. Don't do this. Brock did it the right way. I think for all my English friends, I I, um, I still think that Drew McIntyre needs a little bit more rehabilitation. He's been goofy as hell for the last six months, waving around that goddamn sword and not stabbing a motherfucker. Uh, I think I think I think he needs a little bit more rehab. So I think once you get him to a point where you can consistently take him seriously, then maybe, you know, he can be he'll be believable losing a match to Roman Reigns. I think he was believable that night. Unfortunately, I don't know how much that would have carried over when they came back to the States. It may or may not have. So I'm, I'm kind of with Chrissy on this one. I, I just, um, you know, I just, I think for the story that they are telling, I think Roman was the right guy to win. And they're trying to get be number one in the PWI. And probably. for all of that, I can say Cody Rhodes ain't the right guy. He shouldn't be the end game because it's no, more not, about not Cody's yeah. win than him beating Roman. So Roman should make somebody. He's not going to make Cody Rhodes by losing the titles to Cody. That's how I feel. I don't you, don't, think you, you, right wait, you, you don't think he'll make Cody by... Because I, I don't... No. I think Cody is, is still... Uh, I think a lot of people aren't bullish on Cody. I think Cody still needs to to climb up the WWE wrong, right. and I, mm-hmm. I and it, I think I I agree with you in the sense uh, said that if Cody just goes back to AEW after his contract runs out, then it would be a bad decision. If he's there for the long haul, I do think this will make Cody, so to speak. Um, I think Cody's already made. Cody's legacy is already set in stone for yeah. his uh, part in making AEW. Rome, just beating Roman for the championship doesn't make him. He's but he doesn't have made. a w, his WWE legacy is Stardust. Yeah, but that's that's the whole reason why it's <clears throat> about the win of him winning the championship. It doesn't matter who the champion is. It's about him winning. That's the whole point. You guys are making my point for me, whether you realize it or not. Is that Cody is this is this archetype? Y'all view him as all oh, the top baby face. We got we got Romeo who says Roman has run through all the baby faces. This has been set up yeah. since Cody's debut. No, it hasn't. It's just Cody cut a promo saying he wants to win the WWE no, Championship. No, no, it hasn't I, been I, foreshadowed. I don't. I don't think Cody is a made guy. I just. I think that Cody. I think his legacy has been forged, especially his AEW, his <laughs> AEW um, legacy. I think that's been written, and he's been great in that. But I don't, I, I don't. Cody Rhodes has been goofy 
so much of his career that I think that we kind of need to to I think him beating Roman Reigns. I I I now this isn't me saying I would go with that. I just don't think that's amongst. I think that's not a bad idea. I think that's a that's. I'm, an I'm idea. not saying it's not a bad idea. Yeah. I'm saying I I am I have yet to hear anyone have argument that tells me Cody's win is not the biggest thing about Cody winning the title. It does not matter if it's against Roman Reigns, if it's against Drew McIntyre, against Brock Lesnar, against Seth Rollins. There's people in their mind that think that Seth Rollins is the right guy to beat Roman Reigns. And he's not right. either because he's already a made guy too. These but that's are the thing. It's like that are already made. Regardless of Cody winning the WWE Championship, this man has won the Intercontinental Championship on multiple occasions. The Tag Team Championship He's main evented a pay-per-view against Triple H and Shawn Michaels. This man main evented with one torn peck against Seth Rollins and had one of the best matches of the year. He's a main man. You can't tell me. This is all about the family legacy more than Cody's legacy of winning the WWE Championship. And he does not get made by beating Roman Reigns to end his title well, reign. No, this well, is the thing. Ron Breaker like, would get made. Yeah, but Stevenson would get made. Pause on Braun Breaker for a second, because this is what happens to some of these guys: is they lose to main eventers, established guys, and you and the rehab process. Like nobody takes them seriously. I think Braun Breaker, he's on a show that not everybody watches. He needs to be established. On the WWE brand, so when you finally, if he was, if he's the one that's gonna dethrone um, Roman, it's been this, it's been brewing. It's been like, okay, this is the guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't. NXT has been a garbage fucking show for so fucking long. <laughs> um, NXT 2.0, and and even in the Triple H era, it's 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 upgraded from garbage to bad. It is still not good. I wouldn't call that and shit good. We watch it for you, so you don't have to. But let's well, talk about <laughs> let's talk about the rest of what we missed here. Uh, we had AEW Dynamite. They did one million thirty-five uh, uh, view thirty-five thousand uh, viewers. The show featured the aforementioned announcement about the vacating of the AEW World Championship <laughs> and yeah, AEW the math World. Teacher. <laughs> AEW World Trio Championships. And the announcement of the Grand Slam Tournament of Champions. Uh, we got a pair of spectacular promos from both MJF and John Moxley. Uh, MJF with both a heel and babyface promo in Buffalo, while John Moxley cut one of his best babyface promos of his career. Brian Danielson defeated Hangman Adam Page in an outstanding bout to advance in the Tournament of Champions and face Chris Jericho next week uh, in the semifinals. You had Death Triangle defeat Orange Cassidy and Best Friends in an awesome opener to win the AEW World Trio Championships. Tony Storm beat Penelope Ford in an AEW Interim Women's World Title uh, Eliminator matchup. And Daniel Garcia defeated Wheeler Yuta in a great main event to win the yeah. ROE Pure Championship in his hometown of Buffalo after getting uh, sang to the ring, performed to the ring by Westside Gun. Miss Chrissy Love, 
what was the highlight for you for Dynamite this week? Um, definitely the uh, the main event was one of like a, that's a classic. I feel like that was actually a great great match. Um, give these guys this, give some ROH time a little bit more, and you you gonna have some you gonna have something. To, you know, they may can get an, on a another not cable like internet show, but you know something a little. Maybe Vice might call them. I don't know, but I think they really, really got something going on. And I think that I love like the, how they highlight some of their matches on, you know, on Dynamite. Definitely a, a highlight for the show. Um, yes, the promos. My God, that that night it was like promo night for me. I feel like. To I I think they were trying to like not let everyone think about what had happened to you know a couple of days ago and like focus on like what's the stories that are coming out. Yeah, yes. That. Who you think was better, MJF or Moxley? Ooh, ooh. I'm gonna go Mox on mines. Yeah, I'm gonna go That's Mox right. on mine too because it was a promo that needed to be cut. It was it was a very good example of a rah rah promo that didn't sound corny. It mm-hmm. didn't sound like this guy was trying to sell me some bullshit. He's been with that company from the beginning. He's a good representation of it. He's a great representation of it because of the environment that he left to go to AEW. Mm -hmm. And he's grateful for being there because he gets to perform his art in a way (laughs) that's meaningful to him. Um, I love that promo. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best babyface promos I've ever heard John Moxley cut. And this guy is already in my top five all-time babyface promos. Right. some of the story came out before Dynamite even started as AEW reportedly held a talent meeting uh, before Wednesday's Dynamite as the promotion reels from its post all-out media scrum drama. According to Fightful Select, the meeting was set to take place at 4.15 p.m. Eastern and was set to feature talent coaches and announcers with Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho and John Moxley planned to lead the meeting. The meeting was taking place shortly after a scheduled 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern time uh, meeting Zoom call between CM Punk and A Steel and AEW officials. No word on what went down at any of these meetings yet, but according to a Wrestling Observer newsletter, the three uh, were the ones to call the meeting: Moxley, Jericho, and Daniels. Uh, and yeah, Moxley, Jericho, and Danielson before the show in Buffalo began. Before that happened, talent said they knew they had a show to do and acted as if it was business as usual. One source noted that it was the best backstage meeting the talent have had, and there was said to be a realization that there was some brand damage to AEW that they would need to have to repair. They were told not to air dirty laundry in a public matter, and one source said that when it was over, everyone decided to leave all out in the past and look forward. Several said that they were happy that after the negative publicity, they were still able to put on a strong episode of Dynamite last Wednesday. And while most are excited for the future, there were others upset with how everything happened on Sunday. Neither Jericho nor Moxley were scheduled to be at the show, with Moxley having an angle that he would have included a vacation and a return. And that seems to be over now as Jericho, Moxley, MJF, and Danielson will be the top stars going forward. 
and Fightful Select has an update on the talent uh, meeting as well. Those that Fightful spoke to were complimentary of the meeting, noting that Danielson, Moxley, and Jericho were the right people to lead it, and the talent were told to keep their personal issues personal and solve those their problems backstage instead of leaking news like the past few months. There was a point made at other talent meetings as well. Danielson, Moxley, and Jericho were praised following the meeting, and Jericho was praised for stepping up backstage more than he previously had. Meanwhile, Moxley and Danielson are said to be adored by the AEW locker room, and Moxley's promo about being the answer to AEW's problems was said uh, Colin agreed with, while others uh, liked Danielson's demeanor, which was described as the honor. The meeting was said to not be an anti-CM Punk, but to have three veterans that have done as much or more than Punk lead the meeting left everyone feeling more positive mm. than the day. One talent noted that AEW has a wide variety of veterans to go for for advice, and another noted that while the incident shouldn't have happened to begin with, the way Eddie Kingston owned up to his role in his uh, issues with Sammy Guevara was the right way to handle it. So... What do you think? I mean, this is come kind of something that we've been saying that they should mm-hmm. do, even with their other talent uh, meeting that they had previously, Miss Chrissy Love. But do you think that uh, you know having those guys involved, Danielson, Jericho, and Moxie, was a different approach to get a different result from the talent meeting? I definitely think it was a different uh, push or result for them to like speak to everyone and make every put everyone a little bit at ease because mm-hmm. of what happened. You know, a few days ago, saying like, "This is not what we do. This is, you know, right. this is this is not how we want to we, we want to be represented. This is not how we. This is not what we represent. This is not how we want people to look at us." So I think that was like great for like these guys that you know mostly have been doing this a little you know longer, but still more so the less like listen. There's other ways that we can go about this. Like I guess. I don't know if they said like come to us or maybe like let's 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 talk about it. let's like get a moderator or somebody and talk about it before we go want to give everyone some hands or get in our feelings. Right. Yeah, I think the meeting is a good idea. I think though that if it ends with a meeting and nothing else, then they're just gonna be back into the same little vortex of circle, yeah. circular fire. Um it's good it's good to have a meeting with those three guys leading the way you know say what you want about i i say what i want about jerica's uh naga bullshit but when it comes to aew he does what he's supposed to do um and he is a good elder statesman in that company um and i hope that this be i hope tk brings in professionals that can help him diagnose these this problem because other wrestle other wrestlers on the problem are good but the wrestling industry as a whole doesn't have a it's, it's never been good about checking on the mental health of wrestlers it's just these wrestlers and go out there they're flying blind they've got all kinds of crap in their head and no one is there to really like check on it there's no confidential person psychologist on call which should probably be an AEW, just to kind of let these guys vent. Someone that doesn't hang out with wrestlers, but somebody that that people can just go to and talk to and, um, you know, feel better about things, you know what I'm saying? Because this this shit ain't it, man. This, this, you know, that press conference wasn't it. 
And I'm glad that they at least had this meeting that everyone feels good about. But it more yeah. needs to follow. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I want to know what was the meeting before <coughs> CM Punk felt like yeah. he needed to say all of right. that. Did you even try to do a meeting with with right. Punk and everybody to solve this right. before it happened? But um, Fightful Select has another report saying that uh, there was a much po- more positive vibe after AEW Dynamite this week. One member of the roster noted that it could not have been much worse than the general chaos from the previous days and said that the drama from the all-out media scrum and fight was out of sight, out of mind for a lot of the roster as they just wanted to work. One other member of the roster said that they believed the best move for all involved in the drama in order to make up for the embarrassment publicly would be to get get over things, make AEW money, and put a spotlight on other stars as they did so. It was noted in the report that there were no explicit mentions of the drama or those involved in the brawl permitted, as was uh, noted by many, that included any mentions in promos or commentary or in social media. As of Tuesday, a lot of the roster didn't know what they would be able to say about the situation, and some content had to be adjusted for the show as as a result. As we said previously, John Moxley was originally set to take some time off and sources in AEW said that they have had planned to have him back at AEW Cincinnati show in October. Instead, he stayed around and helped lead the talent meeting yet on Wednesday and be a part of the AEW world championship tournament and talent yet to be told explicitly what will happen with CM Punk, though most of that Fightful spoke to God bless you believe that it is all pending the investigation and many people on the staff and on the roster say that it will all be superficial unless his suspension is unpaid or he is released talking about cm punk because he is out of action with an arm injury for several months anyway the heat on punk is as much about his media scrum tirade than anything else and one source noted that blaming punk for all the issues backstage was not fair as they hit a high during the period that he was gone and regarding kenny omega christopher daniels and michael nakazawa they were all set to appear at Japan, in Japan for the Tokyo Game Show to promote AEW Fight Forever, but there's no word as of yet if they have been pulled following their suspension. So, a lot of fallout from AEW All Out, AEW Dynamite, the backstage fight, CM Punk's comments. So, I'm sure we're going to continue to talk about it probably next week. Yeah, probably. Be prepared. Be prepared. Um, AEW Rampage was last night. They had Sammy Guevara defeat uh, Darby Allen in a terrific opener, thanks to help from Anna JAS and Ty Mello and Darby Skateboard to advance to face <laughs> John Moxley in the Grand Slam Tournament of Champions on Wednesday. Serena D beat Miss, uh, Madison Rain in one-on-one action. You also had Josh Woods was set up to be the next challenger for Samoa Joe's ROH Television Championship. Claudio Castanoli defeated Dax Harwood in a brilliant main event to retain the ROH World Championship. Also last night, you had on SmackDown, Drew McIntyre beat Solo Sokoa via disqualification in Solo's main roster in-ring debut after interference from Karrion Cross, who choked out McIntyre and the whole screen turned to black and white. Uh, yeah, for a minute there, uh, I thought my TV was messed yeah, up. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand <laughs> what, was, what was the purpose of that, but okay. 
Imperium uh, defeated the Brawling Brutes in a banger of a six-man tag mm-hmm. opener. You also had Ronda Rousey defeat so- Sonya Deville, Natalya, Lacey Evans, and Zaya Lee to become the number one contender to face Liv Morgan for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Extreme Rules. And then after the match, she approached Shayna Baszler and told her, let me know when you're ready to break bones and take over the show. Miss Chrissy loves SmackDown's more your domain. Highlight, mm-hmm. low light from the show. Wasn't a really good show, but hey. Um, I'm, I'm very intrigued about this whole uh, Rhonda and uh, Shayna story. Uh, I'm ready for them to like get it on. Like, I guess they have to wait maybe like one more month, and then we can like put it on between them two. Because I'm sure we can get some epic ball- brawls from them. Um, uh, other than that, uh, yeah, I was very, un- I didn't understand why our TV went black and white. I really thought like SP, like something happened to my TV. And then I was like, wait, no, it's, it's because of cross. I'm like, I'm not a fan of cross with yeah. hair. I prefer him without hair, to be honest. Um, he just looks like someone's dad that's trying to be down or something like that. I don't understand it. Like, you know, <laughs> anywho, but, um, yeah, let's see what this storyline will do with, Cross and McIntyre because I'm sick of him with this whole sword and everything. Like, let's see what happens. But I guess he has to be the face. You, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta just deal with the horse. I mean, deal with the sword. <laughs> the, deal the with sword, the horse yeah. and the sword. Uh, I should also uh, should also mention that yeah, the the highlight of the show was probably Sami Zayn with the with Solo oh, yeah, and, stuff the right. and, and Jay Uso being the consummate hater. Yo, he's Sammy definitely Zane a hater, son. Yo, he's de- he yo, he plays his role so well, and it's like everyone is trying to you know, Sammy's just trying to like be down and like do everything like he's supposed to be doing, and you just won't let him. He just like, and then it then it then it made him even more mad because the other brother likes him too. <laughs> uh, Professor Chris, I wanted to ask you uh, what was the highlight from either show, uh, AEW Rampage or SmackDown last night? Well, the highlight for me was just the uh, the, the Moxley promo um, or Rampage. We're talking Rampage. I yeah. liked um, there was something on Rampage with um, I can't even remember what it was, but um, I liked Rampage last night. It was probably the was it was Sammy Guevara on there? Um, yeah, Sammy and Darby. That was a great match. Yeah, I thought that was a a good match. Um, I have a low light. If you don't mind me just jumping into this right now, go. I don't like Braun Strowman. Um, <laughs> and, and, and and you usually when I say I don't like a wrestler. Um, it's usually because of wrestling things like Austin White, Austin Theory. I'm sure Austin White is a good person. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, but Austin Theory is who I don't like. That's not the person. Uh, Mike Mizanin, I, you know, he, I'm sure he's a good guy. I don't like The Miz. Braun Strowman, I don't like him <laughs> as a person. <laughs> or as a character, because I like for for me like and and then they bring him back to do the exact same bullshit that he did when he was there before. You know, he buried the tag division the first time. They gave him the fucking belts with an eleven year old, and then um, when that pandemic hit, um, he this guy all he does is bury talent. And then when the I think it was Evil Uno um, got. Um, started a GoFundMe 
um, because of um, it was the pandemic and, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty. So then Braun Strowman makes this evil tweet that I pulled up and he's like, here we go with more somebody pay for my bill stuff. If I if you can't afford your bills, quit the profession and all that. And when, when, when that when that came out, I, I stopped having respect for Strowman um, because it's like I've been broke before. I've been in situations where I haven't known where the next mill was coming from. Um, and to kind of, you know, do that to um, a fellow wrestler um, was just was just shitty. I don't think Braun Strowman, um, he's somebody, I, I normally I don't want anybody to be fired. And even Braun, I don't want to be fired either. I'm not, I don't have desire to him to be fired. But, but if he does get fired, I'm not going to cry about that shit because like just shit like this all that control your narrative bullshit that's been going on um these companies like um control your narrative and the nwa like look man um when you have um a wrestler main eventing whose namesake is a former clansman going up against the black maga <laughs> in your main event a black maga and a guy that's named after a clansman that tells me this shit ain't for me so i ain't watching it you know and that's how i feel about cyn and Strowman. you know fuck him um i hope he does make amends for that i don't think he's like unforgivable or he can't be forgiven for that shit but you know the fact that he's able to just come back and to bury the tag division again on two different shows and do the same exact bullshit. I didn't miss him when he was gone. I'm not happy that he's back, and this shows me that we're not completely rid of the old guard. We're still doing shit the same way in some aspects. Braun Strowman, his he doesn't need to be doing this shit, man. That's, I can that's I can understand <laughs> I can understand that. Oh, yeah. I just think he looks great. That's it. He yeah, he yeah. does look in great he looks, shape. He looks, for sure. he looks in great, fantastic shape. I'm happy he cut that little piece of hair he had, like stick it in the back and just completely go bald. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. You look great yeah. as a bald guy. Yeah, yeah that Ron. that's all I got from when he came. I was like, and then like to you know do it to like Chad Gable and you know Otis. I was like, and they were having actually a pretty decent match. You understand what I'm saying? And then that happened. I was like, great guys. So you you bring back Braun just to do the same thing he did before. I don't feel any kind. I don't feel like he's going to make any kind of impact at all. Sad to say. A lot of people don't want to see him succeed because he put his foot in his mouth uh, as the real person, Adam Shera. Uh, I would be remiss to, to not bring up, though, that, uh, yeah, Braun gave a powerbomb to Otis. That looked very impressive. Also on SmackDown, Romeo would get mad if we didn't mention the fact that uh, WWE, the commentators, announced an eternal investigation of Ronda Rousey's attack <laughs> on officials and then Code disparaged Adam Pearce for airing Dirty Law 
laundry in public. Come on, man. Petty but funny. That's a self-owned, though, because they're also in a turnover investigation. Yeah. That's yeah, what just know, made, right? That yeah. made me just tweet. That just made me tweet 2022, the, the year yeah. of investigations, because that, that could be a self-owned. Right. That can't just be them talking shit about AEW, because their internal investigation is a lot more bigger. It's even bigger yeah. than what yeah. AEW is going on. This has been the craziest year, not just in wrestling, just period, man. We've yeah. had, for the last six months, we had Will Smith smack Chris Rock at the Oscars. We had the, the Queen of England die and a bunch of Irish people celebrating that shit, just happy than a motherfucker, Jamaican people <laughs> and Trinidadians and Scottish people. But yeah, we've just had this weird, weird, and then you had Vince McMahon, that investigation. The Naomi Sasha stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we've got this shit with CM. This is just a crazy, crazy, crazy time. year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Craziest year in wrestling news that I've ever seen. Ever, ever. seen. Especially since doing this show. <clears throat> uh, WWE Raw this week, they did 2.054 million viewers. And the show featured the return of the aforementioned Braun Strowman, who came out and destroyed all the tag teams in a fatal four-way number one contendership matchup. You also had Kevin Owens and Austin Theory had a fabulous promo exchange and a very mm-hmm. good match with awesome. KO beating Theory. You also had Bobby Lashley defeat The Miz in a steel cage match to retain the the United States Championship after Miz was scared to death by Dexter Loomis popping up from <laughs> under the ring. And post-match, Loomis choked out The Miz. You also had Dominic Mysterio continuing his path into the darkness by joining the Judgment Day as Rhea Ripley made him into right. a real man. And he, uh, <laughs> he, he helped the Judgment Day take out a as well as assisted Finn Balor in beating his father, Rey Mysterio. And talking about Braun's return, PW Insider had an update. According to PW Insider, Braun will be part of the SmackDown roster, which was why he was on last night's show, and he will be used as a babyface. So so we know how Professor Chris feels. Miss Chrissy Love, do you think that WWE could get Braun back to the babyface level that he once was at? I'm sure they can. I mean, he, they. He's they, been getting uh, huge responses. Right, that's what I'm saying. Think, this week. Right, he got big pops these last two days. So, like, I'm sure it can happen. Will he get any belts yeah. anytime soon? I don't think so. But you know, he gets good pops and fuck shit up. Sure. Yeah, he's he's better than almost. But I mean, you know. Well, yeah. That's I mean, that's not this, Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say. I didn't want to. You, yeah, you said that. I, I. I mean, yeah, I agree though. You're right. I asked for more superstars on SmackDown. They give me Braun Strowman. They've given SmackDown right, Braun right. Strowman and Karrion Cross. They've given them all the cast-offs for the <laughs> narrative on SmackDown. Are they trying to tell us something about Fox Television? Just the type yeah. of performers that they want to push mm, on yeah. Fox? Yeah, because mm. they, they are getting into CYN and WA territory for me. Like I said, if if I start feeling shit, it, I loved NWA when it first came out. But when you start putting these redneck motherfuckers, black magas in your main event, you, you're telling me that this is shit that's not for me. They are appealing to a specific audience, and I don't want SmackDown to do the same thing. Um, I'm not going to accuse them that of yet because they've got Hit Row and all the, a bunch of good folks on there. But 
it, it's it's not good in my opinion. I feel you on that. Yeah. Uh, this week we also had <laughs> NXT Worlds Collide. You had Braun Breaker defeat Tyler Bate in a damn great uh, main event to unify the NXT and NXT UK mm. championships. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes beat Ricochet in a dope opener to retain the North American Championship. Mandy Rose defeated Blair Davenport and Mako Satomura to unify the NXT and NXT UK Women's Championships. And Pretty Deadly beat Creed Brothers, Briggs and Jensen, and Gallus to unify the NXT and NXT UK Tag Team Championship. Thanks, thanks to Damon Kemp betraying his Diamond Mine brethren. Uh, I thought I thought the the women's match was better than I expected, but mm-hmm. the match of the night for me was Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes. I, like I, I love said it. Yeah, I called it. yeah, that was a very good match. I still think the show is disjointed. I can't go as far as to call it good, but I do think I I, I see the progression. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see I see it getting better. Um, I just need them to move a little faster. Because it's still not a show that I feel like I need to watch, man. I've hated that show for the last. <laughs> You're going on the one year anniversary next year. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean next week. Next week yeah. is the one year anniversary of like this guy is like. Oh my yeah. god, really? That the two point is the worst idea in the like one of the worst ideas. It's up there with the gobbledy gooker and shit like that. It is, <laughs> it is that bad. It's that bad for you uh, Speaking of NXT 2.0, we also missed that this week. They did 684,000 viewers coming off of Worlds Collide. Mm-hmm. Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate beat uh, Gallus in a good main event. You also had Ricochet on the show. He defeated Trick Williams. Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop from Raw were on the show. They beat Toxic Attraction. J.D. McDonough defeated Wes, Wes Lee in a super fun bout. And Mako Satomura defeated Roxanne Perez in a hell of a battle in the women's division gcw art of war games was the last saturday i was also there live for that one you had alex cologne and john wayne murdoch beat los masitos the briscoes bussy and second gear crew to win the gcw world tag team championships in the war games matchup that was bloody that was brutal at times some great uh great shots of uh, photos and videos i got of that matchup as well uh aussie open defeated jordan and Oliver and Nick Wayne in an awesome tag team bout and Blake Christian beat Alex Shelley impact on access TV is the final show we miss Aussie open made their debut and defeated Chris Bay and Ace Austin of the Bullet Club. Mickey James beat Rachel Rose in her, the first step of her last rodeo story. Eddie Edwards defeated Heath. And then Honor No More laid out the Impact World Champion Josh Alexander to close the show as they gear up for Victory Road in a few weeks, as well as Bound for Glory next month. Uh, I'll highlight a couple of comments here. Uh, Frantic World, who says that NXT 2.0 is not good. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. He also <laughs> says if WWE do Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns again, I'm going to laugh. I think we all are. Um, <laughs> uh, we got Romeo who says it's not as bad as y'all make it out to be, though, uh, from Romeo as he is the great defender of NXT and its pride and glory. Uh, th- but let's move on to our news rundown as we close off the show here. Yeah, WWE news in a post on Twitter. 
everyone's favorite commentary, Pat McAfee, uh, announced that he will be joining ESPN College Game Day full-time, confirming a report from the New York Post. He started uh, today in Austin, where Alabama has a game against Texas, and he has previously appeared on Game Day in the past. And McAfee noted he had talks with WWE when putting this deal together. And in the latest episode of the Pat McAfee Show, he said that he will be taking a hiatus from WWE and his role as SmackDown color commentator. He wrote mm-hmm. on Twitter, SmackDown will be on hold for a little bit while I do college game day. I'm still very much in the WWE family and will still be doing things with WWE. And he said during the show, he said, I had to talk to WWE first and see what their thoughts were. I was thinking about maybe doing both. But how do I go about doing doing it? I did it one time when SmackDown was in Buffalo and there was a plane that was stuck in the Middle East and unable to get back. Triple H actually called me, who is in charge of creative now. Triple H called me and was like, hey, can you get to Buffalo to do SmackDown? Because we don't have anybody, basically. And I had college game day the next morning in Memphis. So this is the joke of my life. Jim Ursai gave me his fucking jet to fly to Buffalo and then to game day in Memphis the next morning. I was on like two hours of sleep, but it was accomplishable. So the original dart for me was I could do SmackDown in game day. I can do it. The folks at WWE who have had nothing but love, respect, and appreciation for, I'm talking about old regime, new regime, whoever you think is in charge over there. I have nothing but great feelings towards. I So I reach out to them. I chit-chat with them. And they're actually the ones who said, hey, man, if you're going to do game day, which is great opportunity, congratulations, you cannot be traveling overnight for the entirety of the season. It's not good for your health. It's not good for your family. It's not good for anything. Whenever the time is right, we will have you uh, definitely be back in our family. And then Triple H put out a post on Twitter saying that about the news of Pat McAfee saying at McAfee show approached us about his amazing opportunity with college game day. We'd never stand in Pat's way as he continues to architect his exceptional career. Pat will remain a member of the WWE universe and we look forward to his return hashtag up to something season. So, Miss Christy Love. was missed on last night. Definitely. When I start hearing Corey, Corey Graves, yeah. uh, I know I'm in trouble. And I know <laughs> we need Pat McAfee. But yeah, what do you think about... <laughs> what do you think about uh, Pat McAfee's decision to take some time off from WWE? He's chasing the bag. Point blank period. Ain't, ain't, ain't nothing else to say about it. But you, he, gotta get mo- he got money to get in right now. While y'all doing this stuff that's over here, that's cute. I'm going to do this stuff that's over here that's going to make me some money while the season. Season's not going to be that long, you know. Right. I'll be back in February. See you guys then. And he's well, he's greatly missed, though. But, I mean, I don't, I'm not mad at you for getting the bag. Yeah, you can never be mad at anybody for getting the bag. <laughs> can you, yeah, can you Professor right. Chris? Nah, I can't, man. If you're do- they as probably long give as good money. Eth- yeah, as long as it's ethical, and you, you know, you got to do what you got to do, man. I mean, uh, the old culture in WWE used to try to stop you. Stop from people, yep. Like mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate that they're um, embracing um, him going out to do. And that was one of Punk's beefs, right? You know, it's like yeah. he wanted to do stuff. And, you know, so I'm glad that we're at least moving this direction under the Triple H regime. 
And speaking of the Triple H regime, WWE.com has announced the promotion of Triple H, a.k.a. Paul Levesque, to the role of Chief Content Officer in WWE this week, along with Frank A. Riddick II being promoted to President and Chief Financial Officer. While that's going on on the main roster and in the corporate end, CBS Sports reports that Shawn Michaels has been promoted to Senior Vice President of Talent Development in WWE. Michaels started working in NXT as a trainer in 2016. Then he became a writer and producer working under Triple H. When Triple H suffered his health issue, Michaels took over NXT programming and remains in that role now. With this new role, he will continue to handle NXT creative and will be in charge of developing talent we, he also will oversee the launch of NXT Europe next year, as well as expanding the NXT brand. And also, WWE has hired two new EVPs for the company, including Dan Vitral as the EVP of talent. So he's going to be taking over the EVP of talent relationship that like Triple H... <laughs> So that Triple H originally uh, was said to do before he took over creative and Maurice F. Edelson as the EVP uh, chief legal officer. And the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that after the retirement of Vince McMahon in July, the four highest ranking WWE executives got the bigger deals with the company and it was noted that most of the money for the executives comes from performances and stock grants as ceo stephanie mcmahon's salary went from seven hundred thirty thousand dollars to 1.35 million dollars a year uh she also has a she also has a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar per year talent contract although she hasn't worked as talent in a while Nick Khan went from president to co-CEO and his base salary went from 1.2 million to 1.35 million. Frank Riddick what? went from 850,000 to 950,000 and Triple H since he is now the new content uh, chief content officer and EVP of talent relations, his base salary went from 730,000 to 930,000 and he also has another 1 million dollar a year from his talent contract although he also has worked under talent in, in a few years and starting next year mcmahon and Khan will get three million five hundred and seventy five thousand dollar in new company stock while riddick will get two two million four hundred thousand and triple h will get one million six hundred thousand this hinges on wwe meeting its performance goals but is expected to do that and the grants will be annual as for this year mcmahon and Khan are getting two million one hundred and sixty thousand dollars in company stock riddick will get 1.8 million and triple h will get nine hundred thousand. and mcmahon gets another 10 million in stock on september 30th 2025 while triple h will get a share grant of eight million dollars in a few years as well so yeah all of the money all of the money all of the the, the bags yeah terror terror rising man uh this guy is is killing it (laughs) getting that paper man and he, he's even showing up in our chats. That's <laughs> yep. best for business. Uh, <laughs> speaking of best for business, the, new, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter has details on the business metrics of WWE Clash at the Castle. According to Wrestling Observer, uh, the number announced was said to be legit for Clash at the Castle as they did 62,296 fan, uh, ni- uh, fans at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff. That includes around 49,000 paid. 
This is short of WrestleMania, which it, it seemed like it would break at one point. It is believed that they would have sold out seven, uh, 71500 if the prices were lower. U.S. Mm. pay-per-view buys were said to be around 8,000. WWE shows streams on Peacock. Uh, so U.S. pay-per-view buys are always lower now. Clash was down from 18,600 for SummerSlam and 9,200 for Money in the Bank. And it was also an afternoon show on a Saturday and not yeah. prime time that WWE usually has. But of those who brought it, who brought the show, 10.48% also brought AEW All Out the next night, while 89% did not. And the pay-per-view didn't hit the top 20 Google trends uh, on Saturday, and it ranked number 20 was uh, 200,000, and that's where it, uh, it ended off for the night. And then the Wrestling mm-hmm. Observer Newsletter reports that there were a few changes made to unspoken rules at Clash of the Castle. One rule that was changed was that an illegal person can't successfully attack a legal person uh, an illegal person can't <laughs> attack the legal person in a tag team match without a DQ. And there's mm-hmm. a five second double team uh, rule. But if the illegal attack happened, it had to be with a referee down. And a big one uh, features a referee getting pulled out of the ring before Vince McMahon didn't want that old troop anymore. But as we saw with the finish of Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, that is back now that Solo Sokoa pulled out the referee to make the save for Roman. But some big business for Clash at the Castle, their big event in Cardiff, has to be considered a success, right guys? Yes. I, I, would say I think so. it was so. I think they'll be back. They won't let wait 30 years to go back. Um, as you know, you can see the money. And, and then people want shows that go over there. It's just the time of when they can go, like, to get charter and have everyone get over there. That's the thing. It's money. Yeah. And shout out to our boy, Alex McCarthy. Uh, in yes. The he yes. got a question off to Roman Reigns and didn't get an answer, but. Uh, well, his answer was acknowledge me or whatever. Yes, right. and, and he, acknowledge, like, he acknowledged yeah. his yeah, strategy. I do acknowledge, like, <laughs> I, I, I do acknowledge you. And he, acknowledged, <laughs> and he nodded like, like for his approval. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Shout he out to win. our good yes. brother, Alex McCarthy, for going viral <laughs> with Roman Reigns during the press conference after the show. That was great. That was one of the highlights of my weekend. Uh, <laughs> AEW News got... And you would think that this would be the biggest AEW news, but not on this week. But Fightful Select reports that Malachi Black has been granted his conditional release from All Elite Wrestling. It was Mm. recently rumored that Black had requested his release from AEW for personal reasons. We talked about that last week. Black's initial request for release was not granted. Previously, AEW told Fightful on the record that Black was not gone from the company, but it appears that AEW has changed its initial stance now that Black has been granted his release. Several talents stated that Black is done with AEW for the foreseeable future, with many of them stating that he was granted his release. His release is said to be highly conditional, which uh, normally isn't the case for AEW, who normally has not released talent for reasons other than disciplinary issues. Requests for release are reportedly done on a case-by-case basis. Company president and CEO Tony Khan is said to have wanted to keep Black in AEW and wanted him to be part of the brand for years to come. Khan reportedly attempted to have conversations with Black to salvage their work relationship that AEW thought was was fruitful. However, after a meeting took place, AEW officials decided that if Black wanted to leave, it would be best if the company allowed it. With Mm -hmm. regards to the conditions of the release, uh, 
AEW talents believe that AEW has placed heavy restrictions to grant Black's release. These likely include restrictions for Black to wrestle elsewhere in the immediate future. Additionally, Black is said to have canceled an indie wrestling show on scheduled on September 9th tonight in Ohio. AEW sources also said they've heard that the door is not closed for a potential mm-hmm. return for Black to AEW. And Malachi Depp Black competed at AEW All Out in a loss for the House of Black, Brody King, Buddy Matthews and Black to Darby Allen, Miro, and Sting after Allen pinned Black. After the match, fans noticed that Malachi embraced the other House of Black members on stage and blew a kiss to say goodbye to the audience before taking a bow, usually that what's referred to as a curtain call. So, Miss Christy Love, I know Malachi Black is one of your guys. What do you think about this news of a conditional release from AEW? It's sad, but I understand why he needs it. He has to, you know, take time for himself. He needs to, he's, and that's the bigger thing is like you have to take, you have to step away. You, you don't want to, but for you to get better and be better, you have to step away and, and, and take care of yourself and take care of home so that right. you can then, you know, take care and, and, and uh, entertain us, us, you know, us fans. But, you know, it's yeah. more important that us fans really appreciate and want you to get yourself better. Right. you got to be the best version of yourself when yep. you're out there. And if you don't feel that you could be that way, it's perfectly fine to chill until you can. Yeah, I got a feel for him because I don't think his mental health issues should have been reported. You know, Kate right. said that last week, and I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that 100%. Right. Um, but, yeah, I got, I'm got to be interested in what the conditions of for this release and what a crazy time but professor chris Mm -hmm, i will ask mm -hmm. you is it is it any doubt that we have to consider malachi black a a failure of a move from wwe to aew because Mm -hmm. he he looked like he had the highest of high hopes Mm -hmm. when he came in and debuted and kicked cody rose right in the mouth last july for what they had done with him (laughs) in the last in the last year he has to be considered a failure right I see. I'm, I'm with the hyper, with the hyperbole, um, hyperbolic statements, um, hyperbole. Um, I, I don't know if I could call it a failure. I definitely right. could say it passes with flying colors. But I mean, he was, he was, he got attacked by Rosario Dawson, man. That, that <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Shoot. Uh, he, he, he did some, some good stuff for a little while mm-hmm. um and then he just kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit um i don't i don't i don't call it a failure um because like I, i'm sure there were some guys on that roster that would love to be in alistair black's situation yeah um the, you know not everybody on that roster gets to uh wrestle on pay-per-views, where's Shoddy Lee, Shoddy Lee Young at? You know, where's Scorpio Sky at? Where is it? Shoddy or, Lee Johnson? Shoddy, so why Shoddy I say Young? Young. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at a couple things on my iPhone in this. Oh well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Shoddy Lee Johnson. Shoddy Lee Johnson. Like, where are these people at? And the fact that I said his name wrong, you know, just shows. You know, what I'm saying that Malachi Black was in a good position. Um, not a, not the worst position, but he was in an enviable, not the best position, but he's in an enviable position. Yeah. Because I'm sure definitely. several people would have loved to be on pay-per-view in that company. 
Oh yeah, yeah, there's definitely a litany of stars mm-hmm. that are just waiting for their opportunity to get on pay-per-view, but there are also stars that uh, are also not going to be on any pay-per-views anytime soon, and it's not just Malachi Black. We talked last week about Buddy, Bobby Fish's exit from AEW that was confirmed uh, last week. <coughs> Fightful Select had some other details on the situation. According to their report, there were there was some interest on both sides towards renewing Fish's deal, and some discussions took place, but the two couldn't come to financial terms and ended up parting ways, AEW and Fish. It was also noted that there was not much in terms of creative plans for Fish once Kyle Raleigh went down due to injury. AEW yeah. reportedly thought the parting was generally applicable until Fish made some po- post about CM Punk and AEW on social media. Fish is s- still on friendly terms with many in AEW, but there were issues between Punk and Fish as Fish had told many people he didn't appreciate Punk's attitude after their October 2000. 21 bout. Uh, he told NBC Sports Boston that CM Punk is a cunt and that he would <laughs> beat up CM Punk in an MMA fight. Uh, Fightful uh. reported that the issues didn't have any bearing on Fish's contract expiring, and there's no word yet as of if WWE has reached out to Bobby Fish and he hasn't been mentioned creatively in the company. Uh, so it's very interesting situation with uh, Bobby Fish, his issues with CM Punk notwithstanding, but he seems like uh, he seems like he was somebody that was kind of vocal about some issues going on in AEW before mm. his contract even expired. So, do you have to do you consider him kind of like a casualty of the backstage drama and turmoil that we've talked about the last four weeks, Kirsty? Um. Not really. I mean, go ahead, Chris. I, I kind of do. Um, okay, not, go. Uh, because it's just it's just too convenient. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then he comes right out with that statement on uh, like after Park. everything else. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think there's a little smoke to that fire. Um, okay. And maybe he does have something lined up with. Um, with Triple H, I don't know. I, well, I want him to be happy and well. Right. I do wish this this kind of culture of these public callouts wouldn't have stop. Not, yeah, it would stop. Right. It, it, it's childish. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's stupid, and it it just makes no. It, it's it's like I don't know what's gained by that. You know. Right. Facts. Uh, I, I just, I just feel bad. We're never going to see undisputed elite versus yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I, the I, thing, I underlying gotta, issue that we're gonna, yes, yeah, we're not going to be able to have that done. You know, yeah, yeah. And we should, we should have been able to get it done. But, That's yeah. my biggest issue with all of this shit. I'm, I'm over <laughs> it, but here we are. Uh, a new report has a note on MJF's arrival at AEW All Out for his return and how the company kept his appearance hidden. PW Insider reports that the AEW star was privately flown to Chicago for the pay-per-view and then kept hidden on a bus until it was time for him to return. Nice. And then we have a further report on AEW All Out business. Uh, it was at, it had over 9,100 fans with 8 
8,800 paid, around 100, uh, 100 to 200 tickets short of a sellout. As noted, the show had a gate of over $1 million and the third straight pay-per-view to do so. There were the, also the second North American promotion to do that in a calendar year other than WWF. And this year, they have made $100 million in profit. And I think they're only the third promotion to do that in North America in the past two decades. Uh, the uh, estimated U.S. pay-per-view number is between 135000 and 142000 although that's not confirmed as there is fewer information available uh, than normal. If it holds, it will be below both Revolution and Double or Nothing from this year, and it was definitely below last year's All Out, which did the record 205000 buys, and it's believed to, that it will end up in that range or a little bit higher. So what do you think, uh, Professor Chris, about AEW's uh, business coming out of All Out? Should they have expected that it would be so uh, so much lower than the other pay-per-views they've done this year? I mean, the minute that they add out Triple H and WWE announced that show, there is a <laughs> such know. thing as wrestling fatigue. If you, yeah. Not everybody's going to be watching everything all day. That was purposely done by mm -hmm, WWE. Mm -hmm. No one could yep. convince me that it wasn't. And it probably did. Um, not, not Maybe not to the umph degree, but it hurt the buy rate a little bit. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, um, it, I think all things considered, they did well. They, they play Chicago mm -hmm. a lot. And um, I think yeah. the fans in Chicago, it's, it's probably not special to them anymore. So, um, and when you, when you go to a town so much after a while, you know, it's just, you know, gonna, it, the audience is still live, but you know, you're not going to get everybody that feels they have to be there and fill up that arena. It's different for a show like NXT because, you know, NXT, it's a smaller place to fill up right. and you're going to have the same faithful with when you're playing in arena you have to attract um, way more people than, you know, outside of that or, you know, just your faithful. You got to get way, way more. Yeah. Yeah. You got to kind of build it up from there mm. and you have to slowly kind of build on the building blocks, which sometimes you can't always do. But uh, right. I think that, I think that the, the, it's, it's still a decent number that they did for all. Yeah. It was they good. just have to. Also, I think the bigger issue is that they didn't announce their main event until four days before the show, yeah. and like most of the card got fleshed out in the in the week ahead. But I think the the numbers for these bigger AEW shows, like Revolution, like Double or Nothing, or like last year's shows with All Out and Full Gear, was you knew the card like two to three to four weeks beforehand before uh, so people had that an anticipation and wanted to buy the show when the date came but mm -hmm. one person who wasn't a part of aew all out that we've been discussing a lot lately is thunder rosa so she's got the last news note that we got here she's currently out of action with a bad a back injury and Tony Storm is the interim AEW Women's World Champion. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, there are a lot of people in wrestling who believe that Rosa is not hurt. However, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter notes that the injury is legitimate and she stopped wrestling to avoid surgery. It's believed she will be back in two to three
three months to face Tony Storm in a title unification match. The rumors, however, started as Rosa was told about the injury hours after she was told she would be dropping her title at All Out. As previously noted, the women's locker room is said to be divided in their perception of Rosa anyway, with the negative opinions exacerbated because she didn't drop the title before taking time off. A lot of people took Storm saying... Uh, took storm saying that rosa says she's injured and that she would wrestle rosa when she says she's not injured as storm not believing rosa was really hurt on his podcast conan suggested that rosa told him she had a torn acl and later said it was her back the wrestling observer newsletter noted again that her back is really injured but the belief among some is that it was an injury she would have worked through to drop the the title and Rosa is currently under a long-term high paying deal with AEW and is not happy about any of this. So it's, it's a bad situation to say the <laughs> least with her AEW women's world champion. Yeah. Uh, there was also rumors during the week can't that get she, a break, man. For her, she can't get a break. That she, she asked for her release from the company. That was a rumor that mm -hmm. most of the, uh, you know, reliable sources kind of turned down. But Miss Christy Love, what do you think about Thunder Rosa? Uh, kind of in a, a very difficult predicament, being injured. Some people trying to question the, the validity of that and everything surrounding her with her backstage heat. I, it's just unfortunate. Just, she just can't catch a break, unfortunately. Like, especially like with her reign. Um, you know, people question her. It's, it sucks because, you know, it foreshadows, like, the star that she is. And, unfortunately, you they're not doing this to get injured. You know, they, they're doing this to perform and, you know, put people, you know, perform for people, give them a great show. And she's just, you know, unfortunately, hopefully she can come back from this very well. I don't right. think this is, like, something that's being, like, foreshadowed for, like, her to be, like, saying, okay, yeah, I wanna just wanted to do this so I can be released or whatever. No. Right. I don't think so either. Um, Th Th Thunder Rosa is a sweetheart. Um, and, um, she, you know, in a man's world, she's, she's yeah. doing the best she can. What I hope from this situation is that um, the issues that, okay, we know now that there's some backstage issues with Thunder Rosa and some people. We know this now. Handle this before she comes back. Don't let this turn into a CM Punk situation. This is this is AEW's mo is ignoring problems until ignoring small fixable problems until they become big humongous problems that you got to mm -hmm. bring a team in to kind of put shit together for. Um, and I'm not blaming Thunder Rosa for anything. Like, if, if the sister says she's injured, I, I believe her. I'm not going to probe the situation. I'm not playing detective. I'm not an investigative jur journalist. I'll leave that shit to Sean Ross Sapp, John Pollard, uh, <laughs> Brian, uh, Brian Alvarez, Dave Meltzer, and the like. Um, I'm not going to do that. But just make sure... Thunder Rosa, make sure you're well when you get back in AEW. Make sure whatever beef is there is settled before this woman comes back. Don't have her walk into a toxic situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. Yes, best advice you could possibly give them. And my best advice for everyone watching, this is the last call for Super Chat donations. 
because we're going to bring this show to a close with a fun little thing I told Miss Chrissy Love and Professor Chris at the beginning of the show that we're going to be giving match of the week because it was a very busy week of wrestling outside of the ring, backstage brawls and the like, people stepping down from positions, titles being vacated, but it was also a very busy and exciting week inside the ring. You had AEW All Out. You had WWE Clash at the Castle. NXT Worlds Collide. You had SmackDown, Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, Impact on Access TV, GCW. All the matches from the week in wrestling, you have the choice to give your gold medal, your silver medal, and your bronze medal for the this week in wrestling for the matches. We'll start with Professor Chris, our guest. Give us your three. Okay, so I'm gonna give <laughs> my bronze medal to this is probably my favorite moment of the week, but the match itself was oh, was okay. This was um Edge and Rey Mysterio uh, versus <laughs> uh, the judgment day. Uh, you know what I loved about the heel turn of Dominique Mysterio in this situation? is they did it after the match. Yeah, The way they did it is that he helped them win, and then he a screw got loose and he turned. I think doing it that way, it doesn't make him look like just some sucker-ass punk that got brainwashed (laughs) by the Judgment Day. He went in there Mm. on his own terms and went in there the proper way you know he didn't go in there like groveling it's like this is what he did and then they asked him to come in and now he's willing to come in because too many times people look like punks in that situation yeah and i thought the match was okay um my silver medal will probably um i shout out to um sheamus and um Mm. and uh Yeah, Gunther, uh, Walter, shout out to those two, but my blackness isn't going to allow me (laughs) to give them the silver medal uh, just yet, Um, so I'm going to give my silver medal to um, probably, this would have been my gold medal, but because of all the drama, it's it's been downgraded to silver medal, and that's CM Punk versus Moxley, Mm. I I thought that was... um, a very um good match all things considered um this match aew should have did like 1.2 million viewers this week um and they probably would have um if this drama is probably the reason why they did a million but i think they probably would have did more if people knew cm punk was going to be on tv um it's sad that it didn't happen that way um and then my favorite uh, match is the the tag team match. Um, so I had to, you know, the, with uh, the acclaimed and Swerve mm. and, and Keith Lee. I thought that was just great. Um, I I, I like that Swerve and Keith Lee didn't get disheveled by right. the negative reactions that they got, and I thought mm-hmm, they were mm-hmm. the, the press conference afterwards. Um, I thought that even though it was a it was a kayfabe style. They marched in there right after CM Punk ate all of his fucking blueberry muffins <laughs> and baked goods and shit. It still cut a like great promo. Good, yeah, great promo. Um, and shout out to everybody 
who cut promos after that shit. Shout out to Storm. Shout out to everybody. Because I think that was not the best situation to be in. CM Punk didn't put everybody in his seat. Even if you don't want to apologize to the people that you don't like, you gotta have. You need, he needs to apologize to the people mm-hmm. who have nothing to do with that bullshit that followed him. It's the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, that was my favorite moment. Is the is the, um, the the tag match, and I think the acclaim, the right thing for 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 Khan to do is give them the tag belts. And Swerve and Keith Lee are always going to be there. I think they I think they are permanently relevant in that company as long as they're there. Yeah, for sure. They got the whole angle with how their their tag team has gone along. <coughs> kind of do after they lose the titles as well. Miss Chrissy Love, gold, silver, bronze medal match of the week. Okay, so my bronze is going to go to uh, Ricochet and uh, 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 what's Carmelo the Hayes. Yeah, thank you, Carmelo Hayes. Thank you, friend. Um, yes, I think they did a banger of a job for that particular show, and I, I already knew. Like once they had Ricochet come, I was like, oh yeah, these two right here, they're gonna they're gonna wrestle their asses off. They're gonna be they were my match for the night. But I was like, they're they're definitely going to take on and 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 show these people how it can get done. Um, Silver will go to. Uh, I hate to give them silver, but yeah, Mox and um, CM Punk. They have to get silver, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. They would have been gold, but unfortunately, they, they for what happened afterwards, I, I think they deserve to get second place, unfortunately. And my gold will go to Volta, a.k.a. Gunther. Gunther! Gunther, a.k.a. Volta. We got Annika. Annika didn't hear my rant on the Clash of the Castle review. He didn't. She you didn't not. Hear my rant. You can't. You can't say Gunther <laughs> is his slave name if the dude is still part of the slavery. You gonna right. get right. Right. Yeah. What are we talking then, about? Remember, if he's Volta, still in the slavery. You call him by his slave name. Call Volta him Gunther. Volta was the big guy, and now and Gunther is the smaller guy. He's the more guy that's in shape. So you're right. I'm sorry. I said it the reverse way. Um. So it's definitely going to be Gunther. And Sheamus, they when I knew for a fact when they said these two were gonna ha- get together, it was gonna be messy, nasty. It was bad, and they delivered. Um, all three shows gave us something out of it. I feel like most definitely did for sure. It was a great weekend, great Labor Day weekend. My bronze medal, I'm gonna go with the acclaimed versus mm. uh, swerving our special glory. Shout out to them from, from me. A special shout out to them. That was a a great a great show performance that uh, the acclaimed put on, and just how mm-hmm. over them yeah. and Billy Gunn was was just amazing to be a part of that crowd with the oh scissor me daddy. One of the great <laughs> great chance I've ever been a part of live. <laughs> Uh, silver medal, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to give a cold silver medal because I love both of these matches from AEW All Out, but John Moxley versus CM Punk, that was one of those electric big fight feel main <coughs> events that yeah. AEW mm-hmm. have knocked out the park and they knocked this one out the park. It's kind of, it's really bad that CM Punk's behavior after the show of, has kind of tainted shit, yeah. that. And mm-hmm. on the other end of the spectrum, the other part of that backstage fight, the Elite versus the Dark Order, that was a fantastic trios match, a great way to introduce the trios championships to AEW. But 
because they couldn't, uh, you know, handle themselves, that's tainted as well. But uh, that that would be my two from uh, All Out for Silver. And then the okay. gold medal, it's got to be Sheamus and Gunther. The best damn WWE match of the year. My only WWE match of the year that, yes, I've gone back. I know on the review I said four and three quarters, <laughs> but I watched it a second time. Five stars. Now. Five you know, stars you now, know son? Me. You know me, you, Chrissy. You, you I know, know I when, know. When I say four and three quarters, I you there's say, a lot that 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 I stay there. I don't I don't <laughs> retroactively say no, it was five stars, but I knew it was five stars when I said four and three quarters, and then Stephanie hypes said five stars, and I didn't call her out. I didn't. Yeah, say, you oh, didn't call. Her. No, yep, I was like, yep. I was like. I was like, nah, I can, I can understand why. So I had to rewatch uh, yeah, it again, no, and I was like, yep, it's, it was it's that good. Stars. It was that it's good. It was perfect. It was from begin like if they had the right amount of time, it was everything great. Right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. We got Romeo in the live chat uh, with his own medals saying bronze acclaimed serving our glory. Uh, silver bait versus brawn. Bait versus brawn okay. was good, but I swear Romeo overrates that. It wasn't as good as he he told me. He yeah. thinks oh, it is, yeah. It's better than Ricochet and Carmella. I was like, no, nah. no. I, yeah, I don't agree with that either. No, sorry, Romeo. Uh, and then he says, Gold Vault the Gunther versus Seamus. Yes, say it right. So put some respect on that damn man's name. Uh, we got a super chat donation here from you, my boy Blue, who says CM Punk's a bitch. Everybody loves the acclaim, and True Hill Heat is for the culture. Couldn't have said it better myself, Blue. Thank yep. you so much for that super chat donation and showing us some love in that way. Professor Chris, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of True Hill Heat. Please let the people know where they can find you on social media, what you got going on on Pulse Wrestling. Let All right, so um, on Pulse Wrestling, we're doing the NWA podcast on the 24th. So we are going to air um, 24th, I believe, is on a Sunday or whatever. So I don't we don't we don't interfere with the other no it's a saturday two saturdays saturday. okay so we're gonna air after you guys air we're gonna air after y'all and after um the boys at uh grab city um and um also uh check me a uh, shout out to nate and shout out to andrew also check out my article on wrestlenomics.com it'll hit probably monday usually um uh, Brandon Thurston likes to release them on Monday so they can get bigger <laughs> hits. But it's on um, the, the sh I take a business psychology um, approach. I'm going to tag um, SP3 and Chrissy in it when the article posts. So just look for it on Twitter. And nice. you can see my name there, KM Easy Does It. Um, my name is KRIS. I always get the CH. I don't really. Yeah, see, care. I same. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's um, it is what it is, and is and thank you, um, thank you, Sid, for having me on the show this week because this is this was very, um, because I I do have an idea of the direction that TK can go with this, and I hope he he does the right thing, and I I hope he gets out of his own head sometimes and and stop trying to multitask and mm. all that shit. So, um, get out your own way. Uh, yeah. That's basically what we're 
what we're trying to say here. Yeah. Uh, get out your own way and don't mess up. Something that's 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 good for everybody. We want AEW to succeed because we want more options for the wrestlers. We want more options for the fans uh, to, to, to watch. And we want to talk about more stuff. It makes things yeah. interesting having a, a AEW. Things got more interesting when AEW came about. So I am here for it. And that's what we're hoping they get their stuff together in the weeks to come. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at TrueHeelSP3. Follow the gang Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TrueHeelHeat. Patreon.com forward slash TrueHeelHeat for the True Hill Heat post show where we give you additional news bits that didn't make the show as well as our True Hill Heat prediction championship ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash True Hills for our True Hill Heat logo shirt some more merchandise over there as well and of course remember to drop the thumbs up on this video share this video with all your wrestling fans friends and family on all your favorite social media platforms if you are new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel hit that subscribe button hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here as well as over on THH Sports as we got some stuff going on later tonight 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We got our UFC 279 watch along hosted by Romeo. Chase Oliver will be there as well as they're going to watch Diaz versus Ferguson. The UFC event for tonight. True True Hill Heat Sports is going to be on and popping tomorrow 1 p.m. Eastern Time for our watch along of the first games for uh, NFL season opening Sunday. You got uh, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Jets, 49ers, Bears, and more than four. 4.25 p.m. Eastern Time, we got the afternoon games of Chargers versus Rams, Packers versus Vikings, Cardinals versus Chiefs, Giants versus Titans, and then we're going to close out the night on Sunday, 8.20 time. Buccaneers versus Cowboys. I don't know how Roman well, that's, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. Yeah, be good. 11-hour shift. Uh, and then Monday, we're going to have two watch-alongs for y'all. What? We got... True Hill Heat Sports with our uh, Monday Night Football watch along Broncos versus Seahawks eight fifteen oh my goodness Eastern Time and then over on our Twitch channel for one night only Rated Raw Superstars is going to go over on our Twitch and you can watch it over there as they're going to watch Monday Night Raw hosted by Drunk Guy JJ Josh and the crew Romeo will be over on True Hill Heat Sports so a lot of stuff to enjoy a lot of content from out the week our all out roundtable review our Clash at the Castle roundtable review. Miss Chrissy Love, I hear tomorrow is the day. Serving face and heels is coming back. Yes, we will be back on at 11 a.m. 11.05 a.m. Excuse me. We will be back to serve you people and give you and give you some faces and some heels. So I hope to see you guys there tomorrow morning. And yes, uh, CM says I get to curse more on Twitch. So see. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, CM. I love it. Watch along. We're giving CM everything she wants. She gets serving facing heels tomorrow. She got Degrassi dudes come back yesterday. She's living her life, her best life. So right. for <laughs> Professor Chris, for Miss Chrissy Love, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 192. The down a low down dirty <laughs> scrum. We are signing off until next time. Later.